3: Listen up, the ratings just came in for last month. We are number one. We just grabbed every key demographic. Light this candle. He's right. Let's light this candle. Light the candle. Good morning, Milwaukee. Welcome to the fastest growing morning show in town. It's Drew and KB, who are out in Phoenix for Brewer Spring Training. And he was
4: already in the pool. I was like, all right.
3: Where if you can believe it, the weather's crappier than here. That's a lot of baloney, sir. And because Marquette kicks off conference play today, the entire show is dedicated to Armin. Ha <laughs> ha just kidding i'm a flawed human and now to a couple of guys who give new meaning to the term throwback in throwback thursday here I drew! on kb wrong with us something very
5: very wrong with us
3: man i am a walking talking living breathing bad decision
5: these goofballs ain't gonna do s- if they saw there are me no men like me no i'm motorballing i don't give a crap At the end of the day you're all gonna die no
3: senor no senor no senor no, senor! Daniel
1: gets fat. All right. We all feel better.
2: Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. It'll just be a good girl. I don't ever want to be successful. That's what I do.
1: I drink and I know things.
6: You know,
2: just hanging
3: out. just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow. We're going hand up, Woody. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is
7: nothing. For fighters. He could be a freak on the court and on the shit. Oh you God. know what I'm saying? Oh! Andrew.
3: Andrew, you are not the
4: host. Hello and good morning. It's Armin here along with intern Josh as we get hey, you through up, already, Josh. Yeah, well you I called like for me. That's true. It's a good point. And uh, as we get through another day, we're gonna hook up with Drew and KB at some point. They're out in Arizona at spring training. As you know all week they've been there talking to players getting the sights the sounds the flavor of Arizona having a couple issues right now but we'll hook up with them later uh Tim' Tim's on assignment our veritable boss our venerable boss Tim Scott is on assignment as well so we're here holding down the fort for the time being and uh just saying good morning good morning Josh and we're gonna get some we're gonna get some sound out here uh, that they've been sending back from spring training a lot of stuff as they get the sights and sounds it's a glorious Thursday morning it's going to be warmer again
8: today as you listen to all this audio that they're sending from all these yeah. interviews that they're having, there's no way you're not getting pumped for opening day. I know. That's the best part, it's two right? two
4: weeks away. Exactly. That's the best part. It's two weeks away. We're getting close to it. You can kind of smell it in the air, right? And it's March. It's Championship Week. Selection Sunday is Sunday. And then right around the horizon is Bruce Spring Training. And everyone's jacked. Because it's not like the spring trainings that we grew up with, right? Where, where nothing was going on. Where you know you didn't it didn't really, matter you did, it mattered but you, you you always had this kind of faint hope that you might have, get lucky and have a good year but there really was no no excitement no hope but you know last year coming off a 96 win year one game from the World Series the Brewers are bringing a lot of a lot of folks you know a lot a lot of pieces back they've added some pieces a couple of things in spring training but it's not It's not the spring training of old where there's a lot of questions, a lot of guys looking to make jobs, you know, to win jobs. Yeah, but that's fantastic. That's a fantastic thing, right?
8: Right. I've never been more excited about the fact that spring training doesn't matter. All the people that we know are going to play are already locked in. They haven't had to uh, test them or worry about them. They get their playing time to make sure they're staying loose. That's perfect. I love that. I love the fact that spring training is really us deciding. who we're going to have in AAA ready to move up should there be any problems. That's awesome.
4: Exactly. I mean, that it's just nothing but a good sign, that's for sure. All right, well, we're going to get some audio um, that they, these guys have been getting, working on all week with uh, with different players, guys in the clubhouse and uh, out around the complex. Mike Heller yesterday had a nice chat with Jesus Aguiar, Brewers first Baseman, in the, uh, uh, and we'll play some of it back right now. Uh No.
7: No? No, no, no. Just hang. Okay. Um. I don't really do it. I don't really <laughs> like it to, to do those things, but uh, I can be part of those. If you do I'm going to be beside him, support him, but I'm not going to do it. It was funny though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really funny. I man. especially when you are like, so early here and you don't have sometimes some nothing to do uh, between the, um, to the to the stretch and you got to do something. You always try to play around, that's, that's why. Uh, we are um, distinct. That's, I, I think that, that's, that's why we are like, like those guys, like, can you see out there? Uh, try to get in uh, 100% over there.
9: Who talked him into it?
7: Was there, what? Do you no, know what? No, led no up it was to it? by himself.
9: By yeah.
7: By himself. It was, the he to sing and he just,
6: well, let's take a Let's put foot
7: in Instagram, Twitter, and, uh, Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And, He's famous now.
9: Yes. <laughs> and he changed his, his walk-up music is now Hotel California. Yeah. Yeah.
7: I, I listened to the other days over there, day, and I was like, wow. Wow. Listen, listen, listen. What I say wrong? What I say wrong? Oh.
6: Oh. Um. You're
7: being critiqued while we're doing this? That- yeah, that's all right. I mean, I got re-hanging.
9: <laughs> How is uh, how has this off season and, and this spring training
7: been
6: different
9: for you coming in as it's been in years past? Uh, I tried to
7: prepare in the same, the same way how I did last year. Um, it was uh, I played a little bit uh, winter ball um, in December. I did it last year too, so I just try to keep um, the, the same same schedule. From, to, from what I do the last year, and what we can do in the field, yeah. So that's okay. I mean, that's yeah, what I mean you that's want, fine. Right? I, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's why like, want I, everybody wants that. Like, like, watch out with the Brewers. You know, yeah. um, I think it's not a big difference. I just try to, to prepare myself mentally. It's the most important thing for me. Just uh, be ready mentally to, to go through to the season. And I hope I think uh, it's going to be a great season for us. I think we got the same team, we got the same guys. So so let's see what happens this year. A lot of talk last year was about how great the clubhouse is, how much a family it is, and
9: um, you know, obviously some of the players have changed. But we saw it the other day when Jimmy Nelson went to the mound. You guys were all in the dugout on the top step, and and he talked about the fabric of this team.
7: It is a family. Yeah, it's a family for sure. We, we saw last year nobody it all last year and we almost made it. So this year it's not it's not uh, it's not different, uh, especially with Jimmy. He been out for a year and a half. Um, um, we got to show our support and I think he did it great, he did it great for me like that long time out. Um, coming throwing 94 with breaking balls and he got a couple strikeouts and, and he see us over there like support him that was great for him. I think it's more mentally for him, um, kinda like everybody support him and kinda made it stronger.
6: When
9: we walk in this morning, um, were you in charge of music this ah, morning? Sure, yeah? that's me. Every morning, every morning. Wake up. Everybody has to wake up.
7: <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. That's me. Final
9: couple of thoughts as you guys get ready to, to break camp. Um, you know, it, This is an opportunity, right? I mean, you, you just talked about it a couple of minutes ago. You want to have people look out and want to play the Brewers, and this is where you
7: are. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think we did outstanding year last year. We, we don't got like those big names, we got this core and to, to play the game the right way. And um, I know a lot, of, a lot of people pay attention to us now. Uh, that's good for all. That made, that, that made feel good. Like, that made feel, uh, we did a job like we supposed to do the last year. So this year, we got to keep it. we got to maintain. So let's see what happens. And no singing for you. No, 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 no. But I can put the music. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the DJ. <laughs> Jesus, thank you. Thank you.
8: I love Jesus Aguilar.
9: Funny yeah.
8: guy. That was a great interview with him and Mike Heller. However... You know, at the end of last year, well, I should say at the All-Star break, I got really worried about him because sure. he participated in the Home Run Derby. And he didn't have as good of a, a second half after the Derby. I feel like out of all the people on the Brewers that people are going to be looking to see get back into form, it might be Jesus.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jesus Aguilar is one of those guys that, that performed, obviously, above and beyond expectations for the Brewers last year. And they had a number of guys like that. They also had some guys that didn't perform to the year before to their expectations as well. So it wasn't all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. It wasn't like everybody maxed out their potential. But Hazes is one of those guys obviously had the great first half for a while. was Fantastic carrying, first half. Carrying the Brewers offense. And like you said, after the All-Star break kind of went down. But was that, I don't know, Josh, I don't know if that's the normal correction of where he was probably going to be. I mean, he was probably playing above himself a little bit in the first half. And and his production was gonna correct a little bit anyway, or do you think it's because of the home run derby? I know that's been a thing you've always been worried about.
8: Well, that's just me personally and the fact that I worry about stuff like that. But I feel like I wasn't necessarily comparing his second half to his first half. I think that everyone, kind of like Eric Thames did, uh, you know, what was that, two years ago? Yeah. I feel like he had Hazers had a fantastic first half and then a and then a lackluster second half to where I'm I'm okay with a middle ground. But he's got to find that middle ground, at least. That
4: that's going to be a question. I think a lot of times what happens with fans is they'll assume that whatever had, you know, they'll assume that because the guy had a good year last year or a bad year the year before, it'll happen again. But we know how that works. I mean, it's always, you know, things change every year. You know, fortunes change, production changes every year. Guys have better years and poorer years. So we'll see how things go with him if he can repeat last year's uh, production. Uh, or at least something close to that, because it was obviously a big part of the Brewers last year. But you talked a little bit about, he was joking a little bit with Mike Heller about the karaoke, about the singing. I mean, Jesus Aguiar is one of the many guys in that Brewers clubhouse that kind of had that attitude, that spirit, that that excitement, that love for the game, that exuberance for the clubhouse. And he always had that great attitude and that excitement that I think was key for the Brewers last year, right, in their chemistry. And chemistry is one of those things we talk about that you can't um, you can't quite... You, you just can't create it on paper you know, it's, Absolutely. Got, it's got to be the right mix and and the Brewers
8: had that last year and if you look at a team any team that goes and wins championships and gets far into postseason play they have a great uh chemistry in the locker room there's a lot of jokes being made uh you know and and this team this Brewers team from last year shined with that. And with a lot of this, those same pieces coming back, you can already feel that that energy in the locker room, it's still there. It's there in in Phoenix. Yeah, definitely. And that's one thing I
4: think was what was great about the Brewers last year, that besides the fact that they played well on one, right, we know that that's the most important thing for fans and things like that. But fans love the personality of those guys. Jesus Aguilar, you know, Hernan Perez, all those guys that kind of had that energy, that excitement, that exuberance, and that created great team chemistry. It was easy to cheer for a team like that. But beyond the wins, beyond the production, you know, beyond the fact that you had great, you know, great pitching, great offense, it was great for to cheer for a team that loved playing with each other, loved the game, and loved playing, it seemed like, for
8: Milwaukee. It makes being a, love that. It makes being a fan more fun when you know the players are having more fun. Exactly, no doubt about it. We I mean, heard a lot of that from Jesus Aguilar. We'll be coming back soon on the
4: Drew Olson Show. Of course, Drew and KB are out all week with Mike Keller and Phoenix uh, for spring training in Arizona at the Brewers Complex. We'll be connecting with them soon and uh, checking in with them as well. Armin and Josh right now on the Drew Olson. All right, welcome back to the Drew Olson Show at 97.3 The Game. Armin here along with intern Josh. Drew and KB out in Arizona right now for spring training. We'll be connecting with them momentarily. We'll be checking in with them, of course, throughout all week. Getting the sights and sounds, interviewing players, playing golf, jumping in the pool, general frivolity, and uh, occasionally some hard work, I would say, right? I mean, maybe. And every day in the show, we do a strip and poll of the day. And I don't know where we're heading today, Josh, because... Uh, you know, we haven't really gone through the map today yet and and found a place, but Silk's opening a new one downtown
8: in Milwaukee, right? I think more more important than where we are is what we're talking about in today's trip Yeah, and today's a special day for you, I know. Well, we're talking about pie. It's pie day. It's, it's three, pie day. You're 3. right. 3.14. It's March 14th. So we want to know on pie day, what is the best pie? It's Harmonizing, good. of course, allowed. The options we put out there: apple, key lime, French silk, and pumpkin. Good, good choices. I think um, it's a good variety. But, you know, you're gonna get people
4: harmonizing on this one, which is fine. There's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of debate, I think, about the choices you made. The which ones made the tournament?
8: The poll, so to speak. Sure. But those are good choices, I'd say. So read them again, Josh. Sure. So right now, pumpkin is out to an early lead, followed by apple. French silk and no love for key lime See this is my problem with having pumpkin pie In there
4: I have to take the task with you On this why that's like a specialty Pie it's a pie Everyone's gonna say like they like pumpkin pie Because they have pumpkin pie once a year uh, At Thanksgiving I actually don't like pumpkin pie I mean I'm actually very ambivalent About it But everyone's cranked up about pumpkin pie Because they have it once a year Look, It's pie pie day
8: and that's a type of pie Fair enough but
4: if I give you pumpkin pie After every meal would you say the same thing
8: not not you, but I'm talking about people that are voting for for, for first. You're just no? saying that because see, I, I would have thought apple pie. Because it's classic. You, you yeah. can have it in a, a bunch sure, of different of course. situations. And and since we've been talking about this, French Silk is making a run now. No li- no love for key lime pie? Still no one. Not one vote for key lime pie. But I've been to key I've been to Key West. It's a good pie. You have to have real key lime pie with real key limes.
4: That's the whole key. Is that French the key? Silk? French silk is good, but you know when you think of a pie, it's just more like it's more like a big cake. It's like a good dessert, I guess not. It's it's a good pie. All right, well we'll have to get into that board. That's our uh, I don't know what we're gonna downtown silk because they're gonna change arts downtown to silk. Ah, I mean it's good but it's day. bad. Exactly. Well, I want to rerun this. Drew uh, talked to uh, Ryan Braun last week. Is a, earlier this week. Excuse me. It was a one on one. We played it back on Tuesday, but I want to play it again. I think there's a lot of insight there about his leadership, about his new approach, things like that. So here's Drew from Spring Training talking to Ryan Brown.
10: He's informed smoking balls and not getting anything.
11: For you got to get those out of the system, man. You know they're in there, so you got to get them out of the system I mean, now in Spring
10: Training. Did you watch it? How many? Did you watch any tape of the ones last year? Because I can think of about oh, yeah, of course. 20 off the top of my head that I said.
11: Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, I, I will say the cool thing in, in today's game is that there are statistics that account for that stuff that take, you know, basically luck out of the equation and say based on how hard you hit the ball, how often you hit line drives, which your numbers should have been. Um, and it's nice that it's documented because when you feel like you've hit the ball well consistently but not had results to show for it, um, it's nice that you can actually go back, look at that. It's documented and, you know, gives you gives you a... Uh, I think, an ability to stay sane when you think you're doing things well, but just not getting results.
10: Okay, but does that at bat lead to today's, I mean...
11: I don't know. Nothing is really connected in spring training. It's all a process. Just preparing for the season. I don't... Nothing yesterday is relevant today, in my opinion. Okay, but... You just
10: always hope to kind of build. But what was today? I mean, because I've seen you hit the ball that way
11: hard for Uh, uh, a few years. Yeah, I mean, just about as far and as hard as I can hit a ball to right center, so it's a good sign always a good sign when I'm going my best I'm hitting the ball well that way Uh, but that's probably as far as I've ever hit a ball to right center so it's encouraging especially early early in spring so you know I don't do live VPs I don't do any of that stuff I don't do sim games so um, you know first time getting back out on the field it's always a process to kind of find your timing and rhythm again so felt pretty
10: good. Okay. Um, I also wanted to ask you who were you pointing at what were the hysterics like going around the bases today was it? (laughs) Oh those guys were
11: just cheering for me out there so yeah they were going nuts when I hit the home run. (laughs) Spring training's fun because you get an opportunity to interact with the fans a little bit more than you do, obviously, during the season. I had season, no so. idea if it
10: was something with Eddie huh? or something that it said. No, I mean, there were a
11: bunch of fans over there that were just going nuts and cheering for me. So. The way you were it's cool to give them the something basis? to celebrate.
10: We thought there was going to be another bowling pin celebration or something. <laughs> coming. I thought you were just signaling something. It's no, 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 <laughs> spring fun.
11: training, man. We're just having yeah. fun.
10: Okay, well, yeah. what um, you get got to rate your acting skills with Marissa Miller versus your guy on um, Magnum PI.
11: Yeah, he did great, man. He did he did really well. I'm proud of him, you know. He's like a, he's like a little brother to me, so anytime he does something well it makes me proud. But I thought he did
10: great. He killed it. It wasn't as long his appearance wasn't as long as that commercial you did.
11: Uh, I don't even remember too many details about mine. I mean, I remember obviously <laughs> doing it, but I thought Christian did great. handled handled himself really well. He obviously had a lot thrown at him this offseason and handled everything really well. And yeah. you
10: can be a, a roadmap for that.
6: Yeah,
11: yeah. it's fun yeah. for me to be able to help mentor him, be able to answer questions for him. Um, not just baseball, more importantly in life. You know, obviously I've kind of been through everything he's about to go through, based on where he's at in his career, age-wise, uh, away from the field, everything else. So. Uh, it's been fun for me to have an opportunity to, to really get, get to know him and, and g- become close with him.
10: All right, Elder Statesman question. You, you talked last year about the, the wave of young talent. It's, there's more and there's, you know, it's deeper than it's been. Is this Give me your GM, put your GM hat on, and where is this organization like as you see these young guys now?
11: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most encouraging things when I look at our roster is from 26 to 40, we're stronger than we've ever been. Um, I don't think it's close. I mean, if you look at all the guys that are projected to start the year in AAA, assuming that most of the major league guys stay healthy to start the year, um, all those guys have, have the potential to be impact-level big leaguers. So, um, you know, you start with Dubon and Keston up the middle. All three of those outfielders should be great players. I think Lucas Erceg is going to be a really good player. Um, in all likelihood, Jacob Nottingham's down there. I mean, all of these guys have the potential to be impact-level big leaguers. Um, and I don't think that's something that we've ever had. And you know, you're going to use that depth, you know, throughout the course of a season. Every team inevitably deals with adversity. You guys get hurt. Things happen. So when we can call upon, um, you know, quality players that are prepared for the big leagues, it just bodes well for the overall, um, you know, chances of us being successful. So uh i like where we're at it's encouraging and from your roster from
10: nine through 25 the drop off isn't that great because the guys who fell in have, have contributed you know no matter tyler saladino and i think a nate a home run like that last year in that
11: yeah league. i think you know one of the best things that, that david and matt have done since they've gotten here is built out our depth um again as you know we're going to deal with so many things throughout the course of a season um, you know you're going to have so many different guys that contribute, and I think uh, you know with the talent that we have here, it shouldn't be a surprise when they do contribute. Um, whereas you know maybe five or six years ago, we certainly didn't have the depth or the quality of prospects at the, the high end level of the minor leagues that we now have. So um, you know I think that that's been one of the biggest reasons we've had success the last couple of years. We've obviously had plenty of injuries, we've had a lot of things happen. You run through a ton of starting pitchers throughout the course of a season, um, but you're replacing all of those guys with quality options, uh, which is what you hope to do.
10: Craig had said and he made it official Moose is a second baseman so that makes yeah. me think all things considered you could use a fewer starting lineups than you did last year but as a player is that a bad thing that there's guys coming in and out and contributing because if let's if your core guys play 135 140 games each they're healthy and productive that you're going to be a good team basically that's
11: yeah I mean you want uh, ultimately like like I've you know said a couple times already things are going to happen um, ideally everybody stays healthy and everybody does play in 140 plus games but um, you know that's not going to happen so um, you know when, it, when I look at the depth of our roster it's encouraging knowing when those things do occur that we're gonna be able to plug in uh, really solid players but I think the biggest thing with Moose is he wants to be at second base um, he's enjoying it he's embraced the challenge of, of going over there and he feels really comfortable so um, I think he's gonna do well there I really do. All
10: right two more. Jimmy you predicted what what happened with the dugout being packed with the like, football team, yeah. watching Jimmy. You know, yeah, well I asked everybody to come out, game. I made everybody come out, I didn't <laughs> give them a choice. So
11: I think everybody would, would have been there to support him either way, but I didn't I didn't give them a choice. It, I made sure everybody it was out there. It
10: speaks to the culture and that's a veteran moment that you say. We have to be behind this guy because you've seen him grind for two years.
11: Yeah, man, he's worked so hard. He's been through so much. Um, you know, we, we give him a lot of grief for um, the hours he spends at the field and, and his whole routine, but um, nobody works harder than that guy. Nobody deserves to come back healthy more than he does. We all know how much he's been through. Um, and we just have a lot of respect for his process and, and the work that he's put in, and also recognize, um, you know, the impact he can potentially have, have for us this year. So um, for everybody, it's important to, to see him get
6: back out.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question
11: Out there, it's exciting, it's encouraging, um, and it was a special moment for all of us to be there and, and just so that he knew that we're there supporting him.
10: All right, lastly, is LeBron enjoying LA? Is LA enjoying LeBron?
12: Ask a
11: question for dynamic? him, man, I can't I can't speak for him, you gotta ask him that one. What's,
10: what's the dynamic there?
11: You gotta ask him, man, I can't speak for him.
10: <laughs> Has it been?
11: Uh, I don't know, I mean, I, I really haven't paid too close attention to it, I mean, they got off to a good start. Obviously, got hurt on Christmas Day, and it feels like it's been all downhill since that point. Now um, everybody else is hurt. Yeah, and and with LeBron comes you know unmatched scrutiny. I don't think any any athlete probably in history has ever dealt with the scrutiny that, that comes with him. So um, obviously, it's it's been a rough uh, last couple months for them. Um, you know, but he's he's there for the long run. I don't think he expected to come into a team that was going to compete for a championship year yeah, one. So uh, I think he'll be all right.
10: You raise a good point. What if Jordan had existed in the age of social media?
11: Yeah, it's just a different challenge. Be a you know. Yeah, he's, he's set the bar impossibly high by getting to the, to the finals eight years in a row or whatever it is. It's literally almost impossible to do in any sport. Um, you know, so he, he deserves a lot of credit for the success he's had. And at some point, you're going to have a year that doesn't go as well as, as uh, you'd like it to. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Yep, Appreciate it. You got it. Yes.
10: As the great Dan Needles would say, is this thing on? Are we broadcasting? Hey, Drew and KB live from American Family Fields of Phoenix. We apologize for the technical difficulties. The magic of technology is it's, you know, sometimes you forget how amazing technology can be, but our access unit that we use to connect connect people is (laughs) now KB's broadcasting. He's rebroadcasting me. Uh, It just went on the fritz. So we are scrambling here to try to uh, come up with solutions and we've come up with a temporary fix. So I'm here. KB is in scramble hey, what's mode. what's happening, brother man? He's in scramble mode, yelling across the room. And Armin and Josh are back at headquarters. Guys, what was the level, level of freak out for you guys when we couldn't uh, when we couldn't connect earlier this morning? I'm picturing, Armin, I'm picturing you being like uh, Garth on the couch. How did, how
4: did you handle it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there was some level of freak out. But, you know, I've been through the wars before. You know? No, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was, it was okay. was fine. We did, fine. basically, we just figured we'd continue what we usually do before the show starts, which is talking about, you know, and arguing about everything and anything, so that's kind of how it went, but uh, there was a little freak out, but then, you know, I, I I slapped Josh a little bit in the face, he slapped me in the face, and then that was it, and then we just kind of went from that's there. That's how it got started. Yeah, that's kind of how it got okay. started. So KB's, you know, I, I know KB's not hooked up, um, you know, he's not on, on mic or anything, but you can have him fry bacon or something. You can still put him to use. Can't you? I mean,
10: well, the interesting thing here is we'll go. Let's the full disclosure. We'll, we'll uh, assess what happened here. Mike Heller had no problems doing his show yesterday. The Mike Heller show from three to six, because he's out here with us and we're staying at a, uh, at a uh, place that Mike Heller procured for us, which is, as we mentioned the other day, when we were broadcasting from the living room and we were inside, but actually poolside, because we could look out the patio door and see the pool. Um, it was fabulous and everything's great, but we had to get here so early today that Mike is staying at the residence. Mike, right now we only have one car between us, so KB and I took a very long Uber ride with a very nice man uh, named Joe, who is a big sports fan and talked to us for the whole 40 minute drive That's over pretty to cool. the ballpark. Oh, you didn't? I'm sure you enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we talked to Arizona Sports, he's a big Cardinals guy. It was, you know, it was good. It was fine. So we got to the ballpark and our unit screwed up and just went on the fritz. And we were going to allow Mike Heller to show up right before eight o'clock local time, which would be right at the end of our show at 10 o'clock because the clubhouse opens at eight o'clock and he'd be able to get some interviews banked for his show. That's the way we roll down here. Uh, But now we put out the Mayday call and Mike Heller is going to be driving here to get KB, um, uh, bring him a headset that he can use. We actually, I'm actually broadcasting into earbuds like, a, like you would make a call on your, your phone, on your iPhone. And um working it through the computer. We're scrambling and we're going to try to fix our little access unit. We are hoping to have Craig council with us today, but if this is the setup, we may have him on the phone. If that's our only option or try to push him back till tomorrow because the brewers are home today and American family fields of Phoenix and they're home again tomorrow. Big sponsor weekend out here, boys.
4: Absolutely. I, I can imagine. But at least the, the weather must be getting a little bit better, right? I mean, you guys had some crappy weather all week, but I would think it's getting a little bit better. I,
10: I think, I honestly think we are going to be close to running a tie today. Um, I have a feeling that we're going to be running a tie that the temperature in Phoenix might be the same as it is in Milwaukee. Which is uh, remarkable. As sad as that is for me to say. <laughs> yeah, Sad that's, for me to say.
4: That's remarkable. Wow. Exactly. Um, Well, what's the
10: expected high for you guys I think we're at
4: uh, 59. I saw 61 and 59 for expected high today. So we're right in that spot. All right, because
10: in in Phoenix, um, 61. uh, The high temperature, the highest I see on my phone as I scroll through the hours here, it's going to be 63 degrees at 5 p.m. That's our high point today.
4: Well, that's it, huh?
10: So we're basically a tie. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be 74. But it has not been a great spring. It's one of these weird quirky, worst-than-a-generation springs. Uh, but we're not complaining. We're glad to be here. So in terms of the show elements, um, like, okay, yeah, more inside baseball. The reason we're doing this hour of the program is because Tim Scott has a commitment. Uh, he has to an MC com- commitment or something. He's been handling the first hour to let us get our beauty rest, and God knows we need beauty rest, KB and I. Uh, but we have um, – We've started the show and because of the scramble here, I'm not entirely sure where we are. Did you guys do a stripper poll? We did do I one did. it. I did you that. I'm See, putting it up right now? They, well, KB's putting it up. Yeah. We, KB's it, not hearing your conversation. You guys came up with your own
4: stripper poll. We did we did and put we, it in the field We, we did an unauthorized uh we audible.
2: Them permission to do that.
4: No permission. We didn't. We just we disobeyed the the well, the normal process. Well,
6: we we decided
10: you know what it's
2: they're not even
4: at a location. it's
10: category 5. It's 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 all hands on deck. I told so,
4: I told Josh to make the location the new Silk downtown. I'm, I thought that'd be a great but Silk announced they are going to have another location. They're going to replace Arts, which I believe, right? They, rest they, rest they in just peace.
6: The
2: looking for
8: strippers. There's no location. I'm actually okay, so excited get, about Pi Day that I'm stripping in the studio. So it's I'm happening there here. The
10: highlighter. Okay. Um so you're well just tell me what it is like you
8: what did you guys come up with so it's Pi day 3.14 i don't know if you remember from high school math yeah, he knows what you're talking about okay King josh march 14th I,
10: I, I understand march 14th is generally pie day the same way uh, may 4th is star wars day i get it
8: okay so, so we wanted to know what's the best pie so we put out a few uh, a, a pretty broad spectrum And when we started, Pumpkin was running away with it, which got Armin on this big rant about how that's not fair because you eat pumpkin pie once a year at Thanksgiving all the time. The the reason
4: people like pumpkin pie is because it's a specialty pie. That's why they they always have good memories associated with pumpkin pie. At this point in the poll, Pumpkin's in last. Oh, well, then things change. Yeah, see, all you're complaining for nothing. No, it wasn't my complaining. I convinced people that pumpkin pie was
8: not. You're giving yourself too much credit.
10: Yes, you are, Armin. You, you, okay. So, pumpkin pie is special. First of all, pie is kind of a special occasion thing. Anyway, I don't know anybody that eats pie on a daily basis. Maybe Josh. <laughs> Just but me. Those hostess fruit pies don't count.
4: I suppose, well, but, but but pumpkin pie especially, don't you think? You don't but, ever. Okay, don't but pumpkin French pie. silk
10: is kind of a special occasion pie as well. That's true. French silk is so rich, you can only eat it like once a month. Key lime is okay for a southern vacation, generally. Uh, it's, a, it's tasty after in tropical climes. and then you you said apple, and it could have been the fruit pie, could have been cherry blueberry, but you know fruit pie could have been its own category for this. You do say harmonizing is allowed. Absolutely. My money is on good old American apple pie.
4: Well, and I expected that to do really well and win, but uh, it might, might still might win. But I just I just think what what else do you have pumpkin pie besides Thanksgiving? I think people are lying if they say they have it at any other time of the year. Really.
10: Yes. I and ca- can I say now that I'm looking at the stripper poll, which is available for your voting pleasure at Drew and KB on uh, the Twitter machine. Um, we'll have another one. Cause KB is uh, he's protesting your effort, but can I say no, that I'm, I'm, say I'm looking it, at a video? He he a I'm, I'm looking right. at a video of, of you guys pre-show getting pumped with water, Joe. Oh well, yeah. Um, we were jacked up. And I find it to be kind of disturbing actually. Oh, yeah. It's only got 63 views. <laughs>
4: Are we gonna lose our sponsorship because of this one?
10: I, I think we might. I, I don't know, no, but I, uh, yeah, you guys pouring water, Joe, on each other or pouring <laughs> on you know, on yourselves. It
6: disgusting.
10: It's not. Uh, no, it's we not good.
4: We weren't pouring yeah. on each other. No, we were just spraying well, on. Well, no, but you're pouring it on yourselves. Getting and, jacked up with the show, yeah. right? You're getting fired up. to wake up.
10: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. We I guess that. what you do, you whatever it takes um, to get you guys. Through the day. That's you uh, I, I will say, if you saw my tweet earlier, at Wilson MKE, uh, you saw our setup here, and we are well stocked with Water Joe to uh, keep us going. Because you know, I, I don't want to complain because all we do is radio. But we did. We were wheels up, leaving the place, uh, our, our residents, our, we, our week-long residents, at uh, 2:50 a.m. Now, on what planet is that a normal
4: working shift? No, that's not normal. a.m. Absolutely. I'll agree with that. that. Is not. Unless you're a baker, there, right? Like even York, then, a there are
10: times when, I guess, a donut shop has to open at 5 or 6. But there Maybe. are times when, in, in years past, when I was coming home at that hour, not getting up to go to work
0: at that hour. but With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
10: Um, can we spin through some hardcore sports? Can we Can we do that? Is, there, is that a possibility? Absolutely. We did, did the stripper ball.
6: Yeah, why not? Yes,
0: yeah, sports, The biggest, hottest sports stories, handpicked by me, just for you.
10: All right, hardcore sports, your Green Bay Packers are bringing back Marseille Lewis. Any theories on this? Because my theory is that. Aaron Rodgers seemed to really like Mercedes Lewis and he spoke highly of him. And when Aaron Rodgers goes out of his way to speak highly of guys, you generally think that he likes them and wants them around. But also of the available tight ends they had last year, I think Mercedes Lewis was the best blocker. And if Matt Lafleur wants to do this zone running game thing and, you know, have a good balanced run and pass, I think they need a guy who can set that edge and, and Mercedes Lewis has value. Yeah,
4: I was going to say that I think it's really he's there to be a blocking tight end a blocking guy and um, you think he performs fairly well in that role. And uh, that's why he's earned I guess the one year coming back. I mean, th- he's not much of a pass catcher, although I think he had that ability at one point in his career. And I still think he would if they tried to use him that way, but they don't. Um, but I think it's a good piece for the Packers. They're obviously going to go after another tight end, I think in the draft and try and he's not going to be their feature guy. But uh I would, say, I would say it's a good piece of blocking tight end. Like you said, Drew, if Aaron Rodgers likes you, you're in good shape. So
10: He caught three passes last year, so yeah. it's not like he was setting the world on fire. Yeah, no. But it's not his role. they're bringing him back, and they've also tendered Geronimo Allison. Uh, you need that wide receiver depth. Kentrell Bryce is out, and there are uh, – I saw the release about Nick Perry. Nice knowing you. Nice they knowing haven't him. made that official proclamation on randall cobb and clay matthews they're just letting them hit free agency and seeing what happens and seeing whether it's an option so uh the packers i think the packers made their flurry of news on tuesday and now we're in our refractory period for a while
4: don't you agree absolutely i think now the that's going to die down a little bit the packers had their one big burst of news and free agency and stuff like that so we shouldn't hear much hardcore
10: sports uh the brewers Lost to the Indians yesterday in Goodyear, 9-3. We were there. KB and I were there. Wind was blowing out to right center at about 25 miles an hour. It was gusty. Uh, Keston Hira hit one into the jet stream for a three-run homer. That accounted for the Brewers' runs. Chase Anderson took the loss. Chase Anderson has been messing with his delivery. He was not sharp early. The first five hitters, he gave up three singles and two walks. Settled in after that. He did give up a home run, as Chase Anderson is wont to do. But he kind of settled down at the end of his outing and he came away feeling mm, not totally devastated, but reasonably encouraged. Uh, the Brewers host the Angels today at American Family Fields of Phoenix. The Bucks finish up their road trip tomorrow against the Heat in Miami. Um, they split the first two. They lost at San Antonio on the second end of a back to back. Then they crushed New Orleans. They, they stand at 51 and 17, three games ahead of the Raptors in the East. And in turn Josh how have you done on your assignment of keeping track of the Bucks uh, magic number for clinching the best record
8: So they the are East? still it's still 11 The Raptors play tonight
10: Okay Raptors play tonight so the Bucks magic number is holding at 11 Good job on that uh Josh Thank you. keeping that uh and keep keeping up uh, you know Uh uh the Admirals edged the Cleveland Monsters Brewers lost to the Indians but the Admirals Beat the Monsters 2-1 to in a matinee at Panther Arena. They do those school school kid games where they bring in a bunch of school kids and let them uh, watch hockey. I think it's brilliant. Uh, But the Admirals stopped a three-game skid. They are fifth in the Central with 66 points. And uh, they have a home game on Saturday uh, against Grand Rapids. If technology allows, we'll talk to John Greenberg, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, later in our program. Today you can hear their games on our uh, little brother station, the Big 920. Here in uh, Milwaukee, and then finally, uh, hardcore. So we're getting ready for the uh, for the college hoops March Madness, at least the local edition. We've seen a lot of teams punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament, but uh, we have Marquette with a date. It's St. John's Big East tournament quarterfinal matchup. Golden Eagles uh, ranked 22nd, 23 and 8, uh, facing the Red Storm. Of Saint John's, which squeaked past DePaul last night, 82-74, in the opening round. Armin, as our resident Ring Out Ahoya guy and Marquette alum, how do you feel about tonight's game?
4: Um, I don't, I don't feel great about it, just because Marquette's not been playing well lately. Obviously, they lost four in a row, and they've had all kinds of problems with Saint John's this year. Even when they did play well, Saint John's beat them twice. So the only, the only hope I have. In the back of my mind is, well, it's hard to beat a team three times in one year, right? That's what they used to say about in football in the NFL. So I'm hoping that holds true in this one. And, uh, and obviously, St. they're playing in Madison Square Garden, which is St. John's home court, essentially, and the whole building will be cheering for St. John's. So, I, I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I kind of don't have excited feelings about it. I'm kind of, I don't want to say dreading it, but. Okay. I'm a little worried about it, but Marcus Howard did get announced last night. He won Big East player of the year. So that was really cool. He deserves it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you hear I, I, I mean,
10: I, yeah, let's take a listen.
6: Okay.
11: Um, I just want to say thank you. Uh, there's so many people I can thank. Um, first and foremost, you know, I want to thank my family, uh, my brothers, my parents. Um, they've really raised me the right way and put me in great positions to be successful. Um, I want to thank the whole university at Marquette um, from you know, our academic staff, to our administration, to our athletic directors. Um, I just want to thank everybody at Marquette. You know, making um, my experience in college, you know, the best experience has been. And I'm looking forward to the future as well.
10: So, Marcus Howard, in his acceptance speech, I noticed something there. He thanked the entire university, he thanked his family, of course, thanked his teammates. He didn't thank
4: KB. Yeah, what? what he was didn't thank his advertising. Come on, teacher. it's his, his favorite. We need to class. write that wrong. Yeah. Um, did you need to write that wrong? Uh, Um, Josh Josh says, I'm looking at this the wrong way, but I don't know if you heard at the end. He said, I'm looking forward to the future. That means he's coming back. Right. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Josh is making fun of
10: this. His his future might not. Yeah. His, his, well, I don't know. know, I think he might come back and his future might. I'm looking forward. Actually, I'm looking forward to the future as opposed. I'm looking back to the future.
4: That's a good point. I'm looking forward. It's, it's the future. Yeah.
10: It's it, a little bit redundant, looking forward to the future. But the thing is, um, I think he might be back. Like, you know, he's seen other guys that. Is he a first round draft pick in the NBA? I don't know.
4: Yeah, it's if you're not a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Better off playing. I kind of agree with you, but we'll see what happens. You know, you never know what they're going to decide. Yep. But. Hardcore sports uh, nationally,
10: um, the Ravens made their move in free agency. They've agreed uh, to deals with Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram are getting old guys. Thomas, four years, $55 million, $32 million guaranteed. Ingram, three years, $15 million. And speaking of the Ravens, this could be a stripper poll. This is what I would probably go with as a stripper poll. And it's an open-ended one. We'll call it a bonus slapper because you guys already have it on the field. But did you see what Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson did? Posted a video to in- Instagram. He was showing his... I guess, nice bracelet and his Mercedes uh, steering wheel. And it was also, the video also showed that he was driving 105 miles an hour.
4: Yeah, not a smart idea, right? I mean, not just not generally middle, smart smart yeah, as yeah, So
10: he then tweeted an apology saying he made a bad decision. We'll set a better example in the future. He ended the tweet, hashtag my apologies. So, <laughs> okay, my. that's a dumb thing to do. It's a dumb thing for him to do. Um, we can all agree that that was, you know, really, really dumb. But I gotta ask everybody out there: be honest. What's the fastest you've ever driven in a car?
4: Well, I don't think I've gone that fast, but I'm pretty sure I've gone 90. Have I, you
10: cracked triple digits? No,
4: I have not. I don't think in so. A car.
10: Have you, Josh? I have. I guess if we were going to drill, we could be specific. But now, Josh, you went to school at Wichita State for a time. I and did, and I drove there. You have to drive there, there at all, I imagine. Yeah, I'm imagining then Then 100 miles an hour is not out of the realm.
8: So it's a 12-hour drive from Milwaukee to Wichita, Kansas, and you're on I-80, which is home of the world's largest truck stop, and nothing else but, like, cornfields. So you just let it go? So there were multiple times to keep it entertaining. where And I'm in a Honda Civic, so getting to 100, you had to be going downhill. So when you knew there was a hill coming up, <laughs> yeah, you'd exactly. it, and you'd hit that 100, and then you'd lay off. But, yeah, so I, I, got to, I got over 100 in a Honda Civic. Okay.
10: Uh, I'm going to put that into the field as well because it's in honor of Lamar Jackson's really bad decision. What does KB say at the end of every show? He says make good choices. Make that good choices. was not a great choice. Yeah, it
4: wasn't, no. Make good choices. Absolutely not.
6: Yeah. All right.
10: We're going to make good choices and scramble to uh, fix our technology today here at American Family Fields of Phoenix. We still have to get to the game of the day, a little over-under we we'll have uh, Josh tell us what's trending. Um, we we'll got the usual usual hijinks. the zany hijinks. We're gonna overcome some technical issues here. And uh, I want to say thanks to Hardcore Girl for bringing me the headlines. This you've morning. been listening
0: to Hardcore Sports, the biggest stories in sports to keep you coming back again and
6: again and again.
10: I wonder what it's gonna be like when we woke Mike Heller from a sound sleep. We will find out. We are at American Family Fields of Phoenix. Drew KB. The new 97.3 The Game.
3: It's like every day is beer Friday. You discovered rock. beer, didn't you? <laughs> Dropping like there a, was some a flipping rock.
2: He
10: discovered beer. Case closed. <laughs>
3: really? You got hammered that quickly? <laughs> Milwaukee's FM home for sports. 97.3 The Game.
1: From the lynch McQuanago Total Traffic Center, I'm Dick alpert in 94 eastbound just before...
2: See terms and conditions 18
1: plus delays back to highway 16 with that, so an area to avoid most definitely highway 16 to the zoo 24 minutes if you don't avoid that elsewhere. Westbound 94 just starting to be a, a bit busy right around the Miller Park area. 94 eastbound in that vicinity slows between the stadium interchange and 27th Street from the Total Traffic Center. I'm Dick Alpert.
2: This report is brought to you by. Staples.
1: Right now at Staples, you can earn 100% back in rewards on your first in store print and marketing services order up to $100 for customers who have not made a full service print and marketing purchase since 3118. Exclusions apply, ends 32319. See store for details, Staples. Hey folks, I'm Brad
5: Youngblood from Semper Fi Roofing. We're your local, veteran owned and operated exterior modeling company. Our roots are firmly grounded in military soil. That's where our company draws its core values of respect, integrity, and dedication. Respect for our customers and their dollars. We offer a fair day's work for a fair day's pay. Integrity, we will never compromise our unending quest for a quality installation. We will keep our honor clean and never cut corners. And dedication, we work as a team on all our projects. And when you sign up with us, you're part of our team and we will see it through to the end. After all, our mission is your satisfaction. So give us a call for a free no-pressure estimate at 262-544-4885 or visit us on the web at Semperfyroofing.net.
3: WRNW, Milwaukee, 97.3 FM. This is the game in iHeart Radio Station.
2: Ashley Home Store's anniversary sale starts right now. Hurry in and save up to 30% or get no interest for six years. Come in today and let's celebrate together with style. The anniversary sale going on now for a limited time. Only at America's number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Offer subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Ever look at your paycheck and think, there's got to be a better way. Well, here's some news. There is, and I can show it to you. I'm Paula Sagan, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My brother and I have taught thousands of people how to start making money in real estate. Now it's your turn. This week, we're conducting a free two-hour educational workshop right here in the Milwaukee area where you'll learn some of my secrets, like how to start flipping homes for profit in your spare time, using other people's money, and how to get started putting money in your pocket every month by investing in income properties. Real estate is a powerful tool that has made millions of people wealthy, but you can't start making your first dollar until you take your first step. Come to my free workshop and take advantage of this amazing opportunity. It could mean a lifetime of financial
1: security. To get two free tickets to Paul's workshop, text your five-digit zip code to 37,000. Seating is extremely limited, so text your five-digit zip code to 37,000. Text in the next ten minutes, and you'll also reserve a free copy of Paul's Money for Deals guide. Just text your zip code to thirty-seven thousand. Yo, we
4: driving, yeah, We living our best life, and my car smells fresh. Yeah, but we weren't always driving, It was you, girl. Yeah, I told you
2: so. Who pointed
4: out that smell? Right. Now it's all fun. The odor's gone. For Breeze Car
2: works so well. Come on, keep driving, keep driving. Let's go. Oh boy, your car For Breeze nice. Car, yeah, yeah. Let's go.
3: New is the New Orange Vanilla Coke.
2: Find out for yourself. Go out and grab an ice-cold New Orange Vanilla Coke. It's new, it's orange, it's vanilla, and it's just as refreshing as every sip of Coca-Cola should be. Pick one up at your local Meijer today. The New Orange Vanilla Coca-Cola
6: right
0: now at Kohl's shop hundreds of epic deals no coupons needed plus get Kohl's cash women's tees 6 dollars young men's graphic tees 2 for 16 jumping beans tops and bottoms starting at $5 Nike and Adidas shoes $49.99 the power Air Fryer XL 99 dollars the big one bath towel or pillow 3 for $10 it's not your everyday sale right now at Kohl's select styles see store or Kohl's.com for details
2: Hey, it's Ryan Seacrest, and the Samsung Galaxy S10 is everywhere. It just came out and has lived up to the hype. It's next level. Everyone's loving the new ultra-wide lens that snaps the perfect picture and scanner and a ridiculously powerful battery that can wirelessly power your Galaxy Buds or Galaxy Watch. I can't believe how amazing... It really is. It's a game changer. So don't miss out. Pick up yours today. The Samsung Galaxy S10. Available now. and You get up to $550 when you trade in your old phone at Samsung.com. Grab the contest rules for 97.3 The Game at TheGameMKE.com.
3: And now, sports and stuff courtesy of the Double Team.
5: You see these ER and TV shows and there's like 15 doctors in the room when your wife's giving birth. And like for me, I was expecting an army in there. And there was like two people. Two people,
3: then they hand me the baby to cut the umbilical cord i'm like aren't i paying you guys to do this i feel the exact same way it's, and you know in, in that regard it's like a going to a grill your own steak place like, <laughs> i'm paying the same amount to stand here i don't That's i just sit down and let you guys do it for me 97.3 this is the game listen up the ratings just came in for last month We are number one. We just grabbed every key demographic. Light this candle. He's right. Let's light this candle. Light the candle. Good morning Milwaukee, welcome to the fastest growing morning show in town. It's Drew and KB, who are out in Phoenix for Brewer Spring Trading. And he was already in the pool, I was like alright. Where if you can believe it, the weather's crappier than here. That's a lot of baloney sir. And because Marquette kicks off conference play today, the entire show is dedicated to Armin. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm a flawed human. And now, to a couple of guys who give new meaning to the term throwback in Throwback Thursday. Here I drew KB. Wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Man, I am a walking, talking, living, breathing bad decision.
5: These goofballs ain't gonna do there s. If they saw on me no me. men like me. Why no, I'm motorboating I don't give a crap. At the end of the day, you're all gonna die. No, senor!
3: No, senor! No, senor! No, senor!
1: Daniel gets fat. All right. We all feel better.
2: Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. just <laughs> be a good girl. I don't ever want to be successful. That's what I do.
1: I drink and I know
2: things.
3: You know, just hanging out. just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow. Well, are
5: going hand up, Woody. Do it
3: live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing.
7: This is nothing. For fighters. He could be a freak on the court and on the shit. Oh you God. know what I'm saying? Oh!
3: Andrew, you are
10: not the host. Cruising along. The Thursday edition, Drew and KB. The new 97 through the game. Broadcasting live from American Family Fields of Phoenix as we speak. Mike Heller on his way to rescue us. Maybe he'll bring scones again like he did yesterday. That would be fantastic. Send up. My name's Drew. KB is here as well. You'll hear him when we find a way to get him connected with our technological difficulties. Armin Sarian, producer of the program, is back at headquarters of the I Heart Milwaukee Megaplex, answering your phone calls at 414-799-1973. And uh, he's pushing the buttons. Good morning. He's getting ready for Marquette to begin conference play. Good morning, Armin.
4: Yeah, sort of a little trepidatious about it, but I'm kind of getting ready. I'm wading into the pool slowly because I don't want to get too excited about this team right now, but... Good morning, Drew. Uh, yeah, we got all the hamsters running on the wheels here, so it should be all right. Be all hands on deck. Trepidatious. He's already hit us with his word
10: of
8: the day. That's right, Intern bro.
10: Josh is here as well.
8: Hello, morning, Josh. Drew. How you doing? Besides the am, obvious.
10: Um, yeah, we're scrambling a little bit. We had a show planned, and it's hard enough to do remotes, you know, but it's having the show uh, – kind of melt down in the, right out of the shoot Does this sound okay? Like, you guys can give it to me straight. Does it sound like I'm talking through a tunnel or anything? Is it okay? Is the quality okay?
8: There's a little bit of static, but it's really not that bad. No, you're all right.
10: Okay. Well, because it's going to be a lot better. Because the, the last couple days have been flawless, and it sounded like, you know, we're in the studio. But uh, we'll effort. We'll effort. We'll rise above. In the meantime, if you guys could indulge us, we have some things to work through uh, this morning. Including, um, I'm dying to know how I did in the game of the day.
8: Yeah, Armin, yeah, Armin, Armin oh, too. Of
4: Armin plays the game, yeah. Sorry, I had, I had a phone call. We'll get to that in a second.
8: Okay. Yeah, so you were actually in attendance the at the game of the day yesterday, Drew. Yesterday uh-huh. we did the uh, Brewers and the Indians.
10: We certainly did. Chase Anderson gave up uh, the store in the early innings. And, uh, boy, it was really windy there. It was tough conditions. Now, we have some sound from Chase Anderson. We'll listen to it a little later. But uh, he it was, it was definitely desert ball because it was so windy. There was He said it was like picking up a dust ball. It was hard to get that tack, that grip on the baseball. And uh, apparently Trevor Bauer the Indians didn't have as many problems as Chase Anderson did. But I just... Uh, Brewers lose and I know I picked him to win didn't I
8: Josh yes you did Drew you I and Armin all three of us did only KB went with the Indians and he is our only winner from yesterday
10: he's a smart man Um, all right so in our fake Colone's accounts
8: I am in first with 27,000 Drew you are in second with 14,700 then KB is in third with eight thousand, and Armin now in last with six thousand.
10: Oh, baby! All right, those are the standings. Josh, what you're the bookie and the bookkeeper? What is our game of the day for
8: today? Well, we got to do St. John's and Marquette, right? It'd be an exciting game. Well,
10: we don't, we don't have to, but it is the game of local interest, so I would say it's it would behoove us to uh, put some colones on that game.
8: Marquette going into this is a two-and-a-half point favorite over St. John's. All right. Only two-and-a-half? Oh, I'm I, not surprised. How could they be more
4: right now? They're not playing that well. Really? I mean, do you think they should be I more? I mean,
8: losing their last four?
4: St. John's isn't that bad. I mean, they have 11 losses this year, but they're not. I'm taking St. John's, by the way, for 1,000. Wow. All right. We got Arvin KB. betting
10: against his own rooting oh, interest. I am,
4: yeah. We got KB, too. We'll get we'll get, Okay. KB, what do you got? Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, this is uh, KB. I'm listening to you on the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> Maryvale. Two rooms down.
4: How's it going, KB? <laughs> Are you playing game of the day?
1: Yeah, I just want to say the press room. We should be broadcasting from here because the heater's on.
10: Oh, well, they're, they're spoiled over there in the actual press box. That's yeah, all. It, We're in the visiting radio gonna, booth.
3: I'm going to take Marquette for a thousand.
4: I hope you're right, KB. I know okay.
6: you do. Armin. Marquette
10: for 1,000. I'm going to take Marquette to the tune of 5,000. No.
6: Uh, in
10: in Marcus Howard, I trust. 5,000 Colonies on Marquette. Yeah, why not, man? They got to win this game. I hope. They have to tie a knot at the end of the rope. Tie a knot at the end okay. of the rope and beat them. Now, I don't know if they're going to go all the way to the championship game in this Big East tournament, but I got to believe they're going to win a game. So I'm putting uh, 5,000 Colonies down on Marquette. That's Josh, what, I, what you
1: got. That's what I'm, I'm gonna tra- take. Another, I'm gonna
8: bet another 500 on the fact that Josh is going to take Marquette because Drew did. There you go. Well, wow! What you just made 500. <laughs> you are taking Marquette then. Well, and not because of Drew. Yeah, but uh, but I'm also taking Marquette. My plan was to take whatever the opposite of Armin was.
4: It's hard to get jacked about this game. I'm sorry, guys. I know. I, I thought. I'm thinking the same way you are, Drew they've got to win a game here right in the tournament at some point. But that's what I thought when they played Georgetown, like that's what I thought when they played Seton hall. So I don't know.
10: Well, we'll see if Marcus Howard plays like the player of the year in the conference. And if they step up on the big stage and this is, and again, I, you know, tie a knot at the end of the rope, you got to make this happen. Um, so we are in with our bets. They are locked. You can follow along with us at drew and KB on the Twitter machine. And, uh, it's time now for uh, Josh to hit us with some over-unders. Josh, if you would indulge us.
8: Absolutely. Don't forget over-under brought to you by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. The new study, there was a new study put out that on uh, Americans and their feelings of guilt towards the food that they're eating. So tell me, what percentage... Feel uh, feel guilt of the food they eat on average. Overall, over under
10: 45%. Way over. For the guy over. who eats cheeseburgers for every meal, it's way over.
8: Yeah, I'm going to say over. KB? I'm going to go over. It is under, it is 29%. Surprised. Oh yeah, me God. too. They all lie. Dinner is the most guilt inducing meal of the day with 29% reporting feeling self-conscious and ashamed after they finish. Over under
10: 29%. I only feel self-conscious and ashamed when I go to the Taco Bell drive through after hitting the Culver's drive through uh, I find that to be, uh, you know, that makes me a little self-conscious when I do that. Now, well, if that's the case, I'm going to go under.
8: I'll say over. It is over. It is 36%. Now that being said, All right. What percent feel more guilty about snacking than the main meal? Over under fifty percent. Oh.
10: Oh, when you when you wake up next to an empty pint of Häagen-Dazs, yes, uh, over,
8: definitely over. It is under. It is forty-two percent. What percent of women said that these guilt food feelings can ruin their day? Over under
10: 25%. Oh, man. Bad hair day, bad snack day. I'll take the over. I got to believe it's an over.
8: Uh,
4: I'm taking the over. I'm going to think, I think KB's taking the under here. What do you think, KB? Yeah,
3: yeah, I'm t- whatever. You, you pick for me, Armin. Well, I don't know. I just
6: thought
4: you might. I didn't want to guess. No, no, no. I'm just <laughs> saying you pick for me
3: because I'm messing with stuff
4: here. Oh, I see. I'll take under for uh, KB. I'll be KB here for a while. Okay. It
8: is over. It
10: oh.
4: is
8: 39%. Let's
4: see?
10: How KB's going to break
4: stuff in the press room, Drew. You're going to get in trouble later. <laughs> in... Well, he's just enjoying the heat.
8: Okay. 40% of all meals are decided based on the food that will make people feel less guilty. Over under
10: 40%. Got to be under. Come on, That's man. My like, thought. Everybody. Are you talking about mixing in a salad once in a while? Because, you know, I'm going to eat a side of beef and I'll mix in a salad to feel healthy. Or is it like I'll have three donuts for breakfast, but with a Diet Coke? I mean, come on, what's the logic here?
8: I'm thinking it's got to be like you're you're in line and you know that you had, you know, half a pizza yesterday. So you're going, oh, I can't. All right, I got to get the salad today. Either way, it is under, it is 30%. What percentage oh of people goodness. feel guilty within ten minutes of eating their food?
4: Yeah, this happens.
8: Over under eighty percent. I think it's yeah, it's over.
4: If it's not, it's close.
8: Uh, I'm gonna go over as well. It is under it is seventy-two. Still pretty high though. People, Still pretty high. A lot
4: of people do that. They they indulge and they feel bad about themselves right away. It's interesting how that works.
8: And finally, what percentage of people said ice cream? Was the food that made them most food guilty over under 29 percent.
10: i gotta go over that's everybody's guilty pleasure again crushing that haagen-dazs or yeah. or ben and jerry's I, yep, I gotta go and gotta go custard that's that's gotta be up there over
8: it is over it is 46 percent.
10: you
4: know ice cream really is not as as unhealthy as a lot of other things that you probably don't realize or as unhealthy Caloric-wise, well, you can have com, a
10: scoop. Com, like compared to uh, compared to Josh's Doritos, yes. exactly.
4: Like if you have a small bag of Doritos, that's probably the same as like one or a scoop and a half of ice cream.
8: Oh my god, I could go for some Doritos right now. Just
4: think about it. Oh All god. the little snacks, little candy you eat. I don't know. It's not that bad. Yeah, absolutely.
10: All right, I got a couple birthdays for the over/under presented by Potawatomi uh, Hotel and Casino. PaysBig.com is the website. That's your kind of entry into the world of gaming. Dining, entertainment, and as we like to say on the Drew and KB program, the best people watching in the city of Milwaukee, uh, Pottawatomi Hotel and Casino. A couple of birthdays for you, including, and it's topical, entrepreneur Jerry Greenfield. Uh, they named Armin's hometown after him. Wow. Uh, they named <laughs> – no, that? They, not really, but he's the co-founder of Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. Uh, he is over or under 66 years old today.
8: Ooh, I'll That's... say under. That's tough. I'm going to say over.
10: He's over, he is 68. Ooh, think of all wow. those delicious flavors he has created. Uh Armin, your spirit animal, radio show producer, Gary Delabate, oh. also known as Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Is over or under, over or under 56 years old today.
4: Uh I think he's over. I'm gonna say under. He is he is over, he is fifty-eight
10: years old. Yes, the man all today. of us
4: all of us producers aspire to be Gary Delabate, right? One day.
10: Yes. And then uh, we'll, we have two more for you. Uh, it's a birthday today for Steph Curry of the uh, Golden State Warriors, who a lot of Bucks fans, we all hope to see him in the finals, perhaps. That's right. Uh, Steph Curry over or under 30 years old.
4: I'm going to say he's over by one year. That's my guess.
8: I'm going to say he's under by a year.
10: He is 31. Ugh. Armin, your logic was not flawed. Remember that. And finally, day. another one of, another one of Armin's favorites, reality personality Sammy Sweetheart Giancola. From Jersey Shore, Sammy, over under, 33 years old today.
4: All right. So if I remember right, when the show started, she was 24. Oh, so I'm gonna say under. She's I think she's slightly under. I'm gonna say over.
10: Sammy Sweetheart is. 32 today. Yes. Those are your over/unders presented by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Visit PaysBig.com for more information on uh, all the happenings at Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. What's happening here at American Family Field to Phoenix is KB is scrambling to uh, get us technically situated, and Mike Heller's on the way to see if he can rescue the situation. And uh, the moral of the story is: try not get caught anywhere in a work situation without your own vehicle and without a backup. Uh, access unit that's the moral of the story drew and kb the new 97.3 the game drew and kb the new 97.3 the game or it should be drew with kb off mike the new 97.3 the game live from american family fields of phoenix apologize again for the technical difficulties but it's a little bit like when the pilot says your plane is uh you know they're not ready at the gate so we're just gonna have to sit here for a little while there's nothing we can do it's out of everybody's hands I have no control over what's happening with the technology, and I don't have any control over Armin picking the lamest Van Halen song in history to bring us back. I really feel. Hot rock and flame pro
2: Prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
10: Why don't you take that song and expunge it from the library of the Drew and KB show?
4: I, I, I got to say, I don't know what I was thinking playing this song. I, I did remember a- faintly that you didn't like this. And I said, I think Drew doesn't like this one, right? In my head.
8: I said, but, no, he hates
4: this and song. And then Josh looked at me, he goes, he's going to hate this song. I'm like, man, Arvin, what it's are you doing? Terrible. I gotta
10: okay. Van Halen is a band of my youth. uh, High school and and people headbanged. You know the hoops team used to circle the court to run into the uh, running running with the devil. Right. So eighth grade. There's some memories. There's soundtrack of our youth. There's some memories. Absolutely. But this is a lame-ass synthesizer song featuring one of the greatest guitar players in the history of the planet. And you come back with it all the time uh, all right yeah. so let's play okay. something even more lame play the theme music so that our resident millennial intern josh can tell us what's trending
8: well thanks for that drew yeah feel great first uh,
4: update on what's trending is i'll officially take that out of the rotation okay? yeah that's, that's good i'll not play jump by yeah. van halen anymore i don't, I don't like angry Thank Drew. You. that's true I, that's on me <laughs>
8: <laughs> big shout out to best electric for bringing us what's trending for all your electrical needs make sure to check out best electric you can visit them online at bestelect.com or give them a call at 414-727-8770 best electric connect with the best so there's more sports uh trades and releases and off-season stuff going on in the nfl blake portals is done in jacksonville and telvin uh tevin coleman will be leaving the atlanta falcons and going to San Fran on a two-year deal. Drew, okay, so those?
10: as soon as I heard, as soon as I heard Blake Bortles was uh, released by Jacksonville, I thought, "Oh, here comes everybody saying he's better than Deshaun Kaiser. The Packers should get him." And in theory, I guess that's true, but I, I don't know that Blake Bortles, after being a, a starter in Jacksonville and a high draft pick and everything, I don't know that he his his dream in life is to hold the clipboard and watch Aaron Rodgers play. I don't know that that would happen. Like in theory, it's like if the Packers could get Blake Bortles as their backup quarterback at a reasonable cost, Hey, that'd be great. You know, Hey, that, that, in theory, but you know, communism's good in theory it doesn't really work. So I would say that uh, people who are excited about that prospect as usual, my advice would be pump the brakes.
8: But where do you think that Blake Bortles is going to go to be considered for a starting position?
10: Um, he'll go where there's a crappy quarterback. Honestly, there's I, a lot of them.
4: I I was, it was funny because I was talking to Bob, obviously, yesterday on double team and Bob's Brainerd is a uh, Dolphins fan and they just got, well, they had been turned down by Bridgewater. I, th- I know he was going to re-engage talks with them. I'm not sure if anything came of that last night. And. Like, a bunch of quarterbacks were turning him down. I said, well, you might get Bortles now. Like, nobody wanted to play quarterback in Miami, even though there was a starting job seemingly open. So I thought he was going to end up in Miami. So I don't know. But we'll see. I know they're trying to work on getting Bridgewater away from the Saints still. But, uh... Well, if
10: you're a quarterback who wants to play, uh, well, and, you know, you just wouldn't... You wouldn't have Green Bay on the top of your list of destinations. You know? Like, they'll... Blake Portals isn't Vinny Testaverde yet, where he's at the end of the line trying to be, you know, trying to hang on and still collect a check and you know stay away from his wife and kids by playing football for a while. He's just, you know, I don't know, it's not gonna happen. What else is trending, Josh?
8: Well, yesterday we said that Lionel Richie was coming to Summerfest. Today we're saying that J Lo is coming to Summerfest. Jennifer Lopez will be performing at Summerfest on July 3rd.
10: That was trending yesterday when we talked about it, but <laughs> that's still trending, I guess. Will she bring Alex Rodriguez with her?
4: We'll see. He finally delivered mm-hmm. a rock to Manhattan, but I don't know. Bring? Yeah, I'm making a bring joke. Not good, maybe. Oh, there's an update yeah, on that, by the way. Did you know? Uh, Conseco's wife said they didn't they didn't sleep together. Did you see that? Well, or, yeah. what's she gonna say? Well, I know she's denied.
10: Yeah, she it. denied the affair. But he's willing to take a polygraph, and he wants to fight uh, Alex Rodriguez in the MMA, uh, in the octagon or a boxing ring. So yeah,
4: he keeps challenging him to this fight. I saw him tweet about it again. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, I don't think anything's so, going to come of it, obviously, but
10: perhaps not. What else you got, Josh?
8: The target in Greenfield is closing. The target located at 27th and Layton excuse me, is already closed. But they're having an auction for everything inside, including the food service equipment. So if you're looking for a you know a deli fridge or a, or a jewelry case. Oh, that'd be awesome. Let's get that in here. Put it in the locker room. Yeah. Next week, Tuesday, March nineteenth, the everything in the store will be viewable to the public for the auction. If you're looking to bid for things though, and you're not wanting to wait until then. You can go on bidonmilwaukee.com, where there are plenty of things to bid on. That's going on right now. And uh, all of the auctions, I believe, end tonight. Yeah, check that out. There's always good deals. Josh, you got like kitchen tops, right? Countertops. Yeah, I got our granite uh, counter kitchen top, uh, kitchen counters from (laughs) bid on Milwaukee last year. It's pretty awesome.
10: There are um, there's some fantastic deals there. I know that our friends at Semperfy Roofing have a deal on the bid on Milwaukee auction, and uh, they are weather permitting today. I know it's going to be nice today, and they've been working ahead a little bit. They're coming to my house in the next day or two to do a project at Stately Olson Manor, and you can check out the guys at Semperfy Roofing by going to Semperfyroofing.net, veteran-owned company in McWanago. and you can also get a fantastic deal by bidding on Bid on Milwaukee com on a simplify roofing package either metal or composite so check out bit on milwaukee.com and check out our friends at simplify roofing simplify roofing.net Josh what else is trending
8: well biztimes.com has released some new images uh, of an updated rendering of what the Bucks downtown arena district is going to look like including the areas where the now demolished or on its way to being fully demolished Mo Harris Bradley Center once stayed. We're going to have that link on our social in case people want to take a look at uh at new pictures as if we didn't think that what they're doing down there is cool enough. Man, it really looks like this is going to be an awesome spot downtown.
4: Yeah, it looks awesome.
10: That uh that is I mean, we talked to Alex Lazarus earlier in the week about it about just the what's going to happen with the the DNC, Democratic National Committee's uh, convention and uh that it should be pretty cool. They're they're kind of making that a destination and a hub. And uh, it's kind of exciting having stuff. I, I like I like it when we build stuff in Milwaukee. I'm all about building stuff. And uh, you know, it's good. Now I'm not saying we need a new ballpark or arena, we're covered there. Let's keep building stuff. Let's keep let's keep it going. Let's keep the momentum going.
8: Well, and one thing I really like about what they're doing downtown is it's not just a new building. You know, it's not just like, oh, they replaced County Stadium, they got Miller Park. I mean, they're changing everything around it. They're making the whole area different, and I think that's really cool.
10: I agree. What else you got, Josh?
8: Drew, what would you do for free pizza? Drew, what would you
10: do for free pizza? Um, I don't know. Show up at work when they have free pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
4: that's it. Well, <laughs> I would do a lot of stuff for it. I, mean, I would do a lot more for free I'd pizza. I'd probably. I'm the kind of guy that would drive like more
8: than what? I should for a free meal, even though it would cost me more on gas would you Armin be willing to dress like Rocky Rococo to get he, free pizza yeah though how does he look I mean I gotta look at the logo again the Rocky Rococo character well so I he's, love got, Rocky he's got Armin, a white you can fedora, pull it off he's yeah, got right. a white Fedora white suit red tie oh yeah he's got that
4: kind of like Miami like guy look right the Miami like Al Capone look to him <laughs> I don't want to say it but Looks yes
10: like Leon redbone uh, yeah so sure. I what, should do what's it. the deal? How long do I have to put on the getup?
8: Well, on April 20th, in honor of Rocky Rococo's 45th anniversary, and because it will be National Lookalike Day, they're saying that if you dress like Rocky, you will get uh, free pizza until 7 p.m. that night. So, April 20th, we all dress like Rocky Rococo and go get some free uh, some free pizza.
10: Free now. Free pizza until seven o'clock that night. Is that a free slice? Is it a free pie? Or is it free pizza until you take the clothes off?
4: Uh let's see. Oh, you're saying you could just sit there in the in the white suit and eat it all day. I get it.
8: Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah,
10: and continue to eat pizza all day. That would be amazing. Okay. You know right. it doesn't I
8: mean it doesn't specify but, in the article. It doesn't say you can't.
10: Well, then what I'm thinking is if you if there are several locations, you could put
4: on the suit and go to every one. Right,
10: That's absolutely. That's probably what you're going to have to do to get multiple pizzas.
4: I used to do that with uh, Chipotle. What I'm sorry, when Chipotle would give away, what, did you dress like a cow or something like that? People I know would do that. They'd go to, like, three different Chipotles and bank them all up and put them in their fridge.
8: I remember one time Chipotle I had it. a uh, – I, th- I think it was on Valentine's Day to where if you kiss someone – while in line at Chipotle, they'd give you your meal for free. So wow. my wife so Julie and I went and had well, lunch.
4: Their website says get a free slice, Drew. So there goes that.
10: So it's a free slice. Okay. Free slice, I yeah. gotcha.
3: All, right. All right.
10: All right. All right. Is that it, Josh? That's what's trending. That's what's trending presented by Best Electric. Josh, tell them how they can get a hold of Best Electric.
8: They can visit them online at bestelect.com. Or you can call and talk to Bruce, Nate, Laura, the rest of the team at
10: 414-727-8770. You know, Josh, uh,
2: well, Mike Heller. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
11: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
2: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
10: Here to be teammate of the year, waking up in the wee wee hours of the morning in Phoenix, driving across the valley to come and try to save us. We'll continue to uh, to try to iron out our technical difficulties. We'll get KB involved in the show. As we move forward, we're live from American Family Fields of Phoenix. Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game.
6: He's a coach, and
13: I think people gain a better appreciation of him as he gets further, as it always happens with everybody we've had here. They're never appreciated as much in the current time as they are once they're gone, and you, you see the impact they've had. So, like I said, just appreciate all he's done for the program, and hopefully we got a lot more games with him.
10: That's Badgers coach Greg Gard bringing us back, Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game, broadcasting live from spring training 2019, American Family Fields of Phoenix. I am uh, kind of flying solo, although KB and Mike Heller are here trying to iron out some technical difficulties with our broadcasting equipment. And uh, we're we're efforting. Everything's going to be ship by the time Mike Heller hits the air uh, at three o'clock. I know that to be the case because that we have plenty of time and maybe some stores that will be open uh, that we need to visit Armin and intern Josh are back at headquarters, the iHeart Milwaukee Megaplex. Our phone number, talking text line, 414-799-1973. That's 414-799-1973. I haven't been able to post um, what I would consider uh, our actual stripper poll, even though that Armin and Josh hijacked the stripper poll because we weren't on the air right away, and they're talking about pie. So uh, maybe, Josh, if you could update the standings. Of your national Pie Day poll, this being March 14th, uh, if you could update the standings for us, I'd appreciate that.
8: Yeah, Drew, no problem. So we just put some pies out there. Wait, are you eating pie right now? As you as you said, did I catch
4: you eating something?
8: No, are you, you didn't. Are you eating pie on do National I wish Pie I was? Day?
4: There is no pie. <laughs> I, I can I can I can attest to the fact that there's no pie in his hands or his mouth or his seat or his table, but. Can I also tell you, I'm sure he'd love a big oh slice gosh. of pie right now. Yeah, that and would be slice, fantastic. And by slice, I mean half a pie.
8: <laughs> yeah, I, w- I don't need a n- – no knife, just a fork. That'd be great. In fact, if anyone wants to bring a pie by us, we'll eat it. Oh, absolutely. The uh, the options we put out there for best pie, we want to know what's the best pie on Pie Day. And, of course, harmonizing is allowed. We said apple, key lime, French silk, and pumpkin. Apple currently in the lead with 36% of the vote, followed by French silk with 29 Pumpkin with 18% and Key Lime with 17%. Uh, we have had a bunch of people commenting lemon meringue being some options. Uh, Katie said, I think cobbler is considered pie and saying that she likes strawberry rhubarb. Uh, co- I don't know about that. Is a cobbler a pie?
10: I don't think so.
4: I,
8: don't I
10: say no. Yeah,
4: I also say it's no. like I when, don't think it is. It's like when you have crumble or crisp. You know, you have peach, you know, apple crumble, apple crisp. It's a little different, right? I mean, it's the same idea, right? Doesn't.
10: Okay, so what is it that denotes the pie, then? Isn't it the round shape of the, the pie tin?
4: I think so. I would absolutely agree. I mean, you've never seen a square pie. you right. never seen a triangle pie. But you can make, you know, it's like making a square pizza. You can do that. You can make a round pizza. I'm just saying, Josh. I know you're not happy about it. I'm not. I'm just saying it's possible, and it's still a pizza. But you don't see people coming up and saying, I, I tried a triangle pie today in my... You can't buy a baking tin that shape is my point.
10: I don't know where Josh voted in this poll because I just know that he put up the poll. So Again, the choices are...
8: Apple pie, uh, key lime pie, French silk pie, and pumpkin pie are what we put up. Okay. Uh, Derek For guess... commented saying, it's easy a pecan pie. Yeah, that's pretty
10: tasty and... Uh, southern as well. I think apple pie could have been just fruit pies in general because some like cherry, some like bru- blueberry, and you could have just said fruit pies. But apple is the standard, I guess. I guess, Armin, that's the, the blue blazer, the little black dress. The say, goat of pies, Armin, we'll see if it went to the pole.
4: I would say it has to be, right? I, it sure.
8: It, I suppose it's a goat, although it's never my choice, to be honest with you. I'm telling you, by the end of this, I think French silk might run away with it.
10: Well, people do like them some chocolate.
4: Yeah, it's the chocolate. It's the indulgence of the French silk people love. Yeah.
10: All right. Well, it's an interesting poll on Pi Day uh, 314. The bonus lapper in the discussion uh, today is Lamar Jackson, who posted the Instagram video of him uh, driving his Mercedes at 105 miles an hour. He has now tweeted an apology. I'm sure the Ravens were thrilled. He's 22 years old. He's got a Mercedes. He's doing what a 22 year old rich guy with a Mercedes might do. But you are a role model. He's got thousands and thousands of followers and um, his quarterback rating was 84.5. So, you know, I I just, the the question for me would be, um, have you ever cracked triple digits in a vehicle? And, you know, statute of limitations and all. I'm just wondering, smart, good-looking listeners out there, hit us up, at Drew and KB on Twitter. Have you ever hit, surpassed 100 miles an hour in a vehicle, on the highways? I don't want to hear if you, you know, you were burning a lap uh, at the, the, the driving school or anything. I, I don't want to hear about that. But if you've were, if you ever cracked uh, 100 miles an hour, come, come clean. Because I don't think that I have.
8: Craig, I think I may have been Craig on go our uh, on our text line, texted in at four one four seven nine nine one nine seven three, and said he went one hundred and twenty miles per hour on the autobahn. Wow. Well, yeah, in autobahn. the slow lane.
4: That's amazing.
8: What if you're on 120 the
4: autobahn miles an hour? On the, on the slow lane. In the, in the what, wow. slow what if you're lane? in the autobahn and you just don't have a car that that's po- that powerful to go that fast? I mean, we assume everyone in Germany has Mercedes and BMWs and stuff like. Like, what if I brought my Ford Escape on there? Like, maybe it could get up to speed. But I don't know. You know what I mean? I just, that's what I thought. Like, I think I've gone 90 in my car. That's probably the most I've ever gone 100. So, though. I
10: think I've gone 90 as well. I don't think I've cracked triple digits. But what is the dumbest thing about this whole thing? Is it driving 105 miles an hour when you're a, an NFL quarterback? Is it taking a video while you're driving 105 miles an hour? Or posting that video to your Instagram account?
4: I'm gonna say number two. I think all three are pretty stupid. They're all yeah, pretty stupid. They're all dumb. But why are you taking a video when you're driving? Like, I don't get that. Well,
8: but can you tell in the video if is he holding the phone? Because you know you can you can dash cam. I'm yeah, sure you can it wasn't. use a dash cam yeah, or something.
4: I don't know. I didn't see it, but I'm sure this is not one of those dash cam situations, unless I'm wrong. But I don't know. You know how it is, Drew. I mean, I've never been in a situation where I've had that much money at that age or at any age, basically. But uh, I I can't imagine what I'd do with that type of with that level of maturity and that type of money.
10: Yeah, it, it's, there's not really a roadmap there, but this is, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know what it's like to have all that disposable income and to be, to have all the things that they have available to them. But I pretty much know, even though I didn't grow up with a, a cell phone and a camera in my hand at all times, I pretty much know that I wouldn't have filmed myself breaking the law.
4: Yeah, I tend to agree. I, that. I think I had a
10: that moral compass there. I mean, I think I'm going to do something that's illegal. And I'm going to take a video so I have documentation.
4: Yeah, that doesn't seem to be that. a smart idea. It doesn't seem to be something I would do as well, I think. I have to agree with that. No doubt about it. Ben in yeah. Sussex. 414. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Yeah.
8: Ben in Sussex, us and says in high school, he got his 1986 Buick Skyhawk to 114 miles per hour on a county highway back road. Wow.
4: 114 in a Buick. That's pretty impressive. He was very
8: impressed it didn't fall apart or blow up. So am I. Oh my
10: goodness. Yeah. I mean, um, I have a friend who may or may not work with us at the new 97, three, the game who one night found him, he and a buddy were uh, driving home from some bars in the dirty Stallus, as the kids call it West Dallas. And they happened upon, uh, the racetrack at state fair park and found an empty gate what? and started to take a couple laps. Oh, that's amazing. They went walking <laughs> at 30 out. in the morning. Yeah, they, they started to take a couple laps at the Milwaukee Mile. Um, his name may or may not rhyme with Dan Needles, <laughs> but he did that with a buddy of his. That's pretty uh, amazing. Who is it? No, just... <laughs>
4: nobody was ever the wiser until,
10: until now. No. Um, we still take emails, ladies and gentlemen. Drew at thegamemke.com will get you into our show account. And uh, Greg's talking about the best pie, and he is voting for the Elegant Farmer Blueberry Apple Pie.
8: Elegan he and said. Also, so I think good. that
10: pie is defined as having a crust from a dessert's perspective, which then begs the question: What is a cheesecake? What connotes a cheesecake?
4: It's another good question. Yeah, uh, Brad chimes in. I prefer cherryless cherry pie and generally dislike all pie. Give me cheesecake, but I'm going on a limb and saying Armin will say warm apple pie. Yes, yeah, very funny, Brad. A reference, of course, to American yeah, pie. Yes, very funny. And then Robert, of course, <laughs> now. Go ahead. Robert also chimed in, sorry, Drew, that cobbler is not a pie. There's no pie crust bottom. So that's what denotes a cobbler versus a pie. I didn't know that. How about that?
10: Okay, but you could then, in theory, have a rectangular pie, but no one ever bakes a rectangular pie. No, I don't
4: think you could. I'm I'm just saying personally, I don't think you could. But maybe I suppose. You could lattice the
10: crust and make it, I suppose. I suppose suppose you could, I suppose. But it's it's not done.
4: It's not done. It's not done.
10: I've never seen it. Therefore, it's not done.
0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
10: But uh, yeah, the, uh, so cobbler's not pie. Then what is cheesecake?
4: Because cheesecake has a crust. Usually. Sure, that does. That's a tough one. Because I really have no idea how people make cheesecake. That's I, really, tough. I mean, cheesecake's a very unique dessert. It's a very unique consistency. And I wonder what makes a cheesecake a cheesecake.
8: Does it just have to be in its own category? No, I mean, maybe. I know what it tastes like. I'm just saying, I don't know why you... Wh- I never wh- questioned that. Right. I'm saying if... Because it has cake in the name, but it does have a crust. Oh, that's... Yeah. That's I don't it, know about that's that. That's a tough one. I don't know. We got more people uh, telling us about how fast they were going. Uh, M texted us at 414-799-1973. Says she went 105 miles per hour in an 86 Cutlass Supreme in 2002.
10: Well, I like the fact that we have spun this into how fast, it's the fastest you've ever been, and what was the car? Because yep. an 86 Cutlass Supreme doesn't seem to me to be a triple-digit car, but no. hey.
4: It's more impressive if you have the car. It's like winning a championship without a great player. It's like a coach that can do that. You know, It's the same idea, right? Similar, yes. Because anyone, yes. right. so, uh, anyone can go like 100 in a Ferrari. You know? Can you do it in a Chevy Nova? That's right. <laughs>
10: That's right. So, well, yeah, we, we'll continue this, Josh. If you could put this up on uh, the Twitter account, like just real sure. quick before you uh, slide on out the door, um, because we're still trying to, um, we're still trying to effort to get our technical difficulties ironed out, and we will continue to do that. We'll try to get KB on the show today because he did wake up early and come all the way across the valley.
4: I know. I feel. Uh, bad. We'll try to get him more
10: back that. on the show today. We feel bad. Yes, we will do that. And Mike Heller is here as well. Maybe we'll rope him in, into doing something. And we'll still trying to uh, effort to bring you a live conversation with Craig Council, the Brewers Manager, today. That's all on tap for you. Uh, we're live from American Family Fields in Phoenix. Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game.
3: Around, take another- Our number one. We just grabbed every key demographic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Light this candle. He's right. Let's light this candle. Light the candle. Good morning, Milwaukee. Welcome to the fastest growing morning show in town. It's Drew and KB, who are out in Phoenix for Brewer Spring Training. And he was already
4: in the pool, I was like, all right.
3: Where, if you can believe it, the weather's crappier than here. That's a lot of baloney, sir. And because Marquette kicks off conference play today, the entire show is dedicated to Armin, just kidding I'm a flawed human and now to a couple of guys who give new meaning to the term throwback in throwback Thursday here I Drew on KB. wrong with
5: us something very very wrong with
1: us
3: man I am a walking talking living breathing bad decision
5: these goofballs ain't gonna do they saw there are no men like me no I'm motorballing
8: I don't give a crap at the end of the day you're all gonna die no
5: senor no senor no senor
2: no,
3: senor! gets fat. All right. We all feel better.
2: Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. <laughs> just be a good girl. I don't ever want to be successful. That's what I do.
3: I drink and I know things. You know, just hanging out. just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I respect the store. Oh, wow. Well, are going hand up, Woody. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is
7: nothing. Who fighters! He could be a freak on the court and on the shit. Oh you God. know what I'm saying? What? What
6: the hell's
3: going on out here? Milwaukee! You're Andrew, you are not the host.
10: <gasps> Cruising along the Thursday edition, Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game, broadcasting live from American Family Fields of Phoenix. And I've been coming down to spring training for more care, more years than I care to admit. And most of the time, when I... When I communicate with people back in the good land, our smart and good-looking listeners and friends and family. The first question they ask is, what's the weather like? Because I'm here at spring training. It's Arizona in March, which is usually the best weather on the planet Earth. And after a long winter, people, uh, they, they, they want to know, what's the weather like? And to that, today, I would say, eh, just step outside. Because the weather in Phoenix today is virtually identical to the weather that you're gonna have in Wisconsin. Our high today is expected to be about 61, 62 degrees. and That's just about what you're gonna have in Wisconsin. So, um, you know, all those times that people said, oh, lucky, sunny in 82, oh, you're so lucky. Oh, the nights are beautiful. They get down to like 70 at night. Yeah, we're not having that. So you don't have to have any FOMO. The only thing you're missing is seeing Mike Heller and KB try to get our technical difficulties ironed out and, of course, watching a little baseball, which is what we're here for, watching the Brewers in spring training, still keeping track of all the other local sports like the Packers' comings and goings, uh, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb about to enter free agency. We wonder if they're starting to price full-page ads to thank the Packers fans yet. We <laughs> we, w- we are wondering that. And um, we're also keeping track of the Milwaukee Bucks and Mark, uh, Marquette plays tonight in the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden, which is what is going to keep uh, Armand occupied. And if he's groggy tomorrow, it's because he was watching Marquette play.
4: Yeah, I mean, I always tell—I always tell myself I'll, uh, you know, watch the game in the morning or something like that. But once you get caught up in it, it's hard to turn it off. So we'll see what happens tonight in, uh, in New York City.
10: Well, ideally, now here's the thing with the way Marquette's been playing. What if Marquette is up? With ten minutes to play, can you shut it off and say, "Oh, it's in hand. Right. It's okay." Or have you? Are you worried enough that you'd have to watch till the end?
4: You know, usually in that situation, I'd feel pretty good on a normal situation. Okay, they're up big. They're gonna hold on to this one. I can go to bed. But yeah, I mean, in light of recent situations and the recent weeks, I probably won't really feel good until I see it go final. It'd be one of those situations. So I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll maybe I'll try and go to bed, but I'll, I don't know if it'll work. So, yeah let's put it this way. If they're in a situation, if they put themselves in a situation where they get that 24 point leave with 10 minutes to go, I'd be happy. Like, let's say, let's say I'll take that right now. If that's the situation they put them in, that'd be, that'd be a good problem to have. Cause that's why I don't have much confidence in that right now either. I should say I do, but I don't. So.
10: Okay. Um, I appreciate Armin and intern Josh this morning. They had to kind of, we were scrambling. We were knocked off the air basically with our equipment uh, in the first segment, so you guys did take the initiative to realize that today's March 14th. It's Pi Day, and you put a stripper pole in the field at Drew and KB. KB will say it doesn't count. It's unauthorized. It's a, a, a Travis Sham mockery of a stripper pole. Um, you didn't even have a location at a strip club, which he prides himself on finding them all over the planet Earth. Yeah. Um, but you guys, Seizing on Pi Day came up
4: with that um, stripper pole.
10: And, uh, you know, I got to give you an A for effort, Armin.
4: Oh, we appreciate oh, that. That's really nice of uh, you, Drew. That he, might be the nicest thing you've ever said. Yeah, you're right. We didn't put – well, I mean, that's – well, we didn't put a location up, which uh, we should have done that. But, you know, it's that whole situation. When you when you execute the plan to sneak out of the house and get sneak into the club, that's the last thing you're thinking of, right, Drew? It's like, wait, we didn't actually have a plan for this. You sneak out of the house, and you're just going to any strip club you can. So – um the first one you drive past yeah
10: this is i disagree like, with that you this, gotta
4: do research this is more like finding mags in the ditch somewhere i think that actually get into a <laughs> good porn this is probably where we're at <laughs> but uh well, I, I like the idea the of... go ahead drew yeah
10: we're, I, well here's the thing I, I, as i was going to say we're we're getting some run on the poll that you guys put up which is in honor of national pie day um What's the best pie? Harmonizing is allowed, so you can go off the board. But you said apple, key lime, French silk, and pumpkin. And uh, you're getting some traction on that. But then we threw out the uh, bonus lapper, as we are wont to do on our program. And in honor of Lamar Jackson posting a video of himself driving over 100 miles an hour, we're wondering, what's the fastest you've ever gone on your car? And what was the car? Basically, it's have you cracked triple digits? Because everybody's driven 80, 85 at yeah, and- one point or another, now that the... Speed limit is 70 on a lot of highways. That's yeah. not unusual.
4: And Josh has been all over the text line, and we're getting a lot of responses. I think people like talking about the
8: car more than anything, which is pretty interesting, right, Josh? That's very true. Carrie, I think, is is our top top one so far. said, back in the 70s, I had my 1971 Charger RT340 clocking 152 miles per hour on a county road up north. That is fast.
10: That is... It's fast. I love the fact that we didn't even ask for the make and model, and right. yet people gave it to us uh, on the bonus lap or on their own because that. And you know, we probably should have asked for that detail, but that's pretty good. Um, Dutch from Waukesha, two weeks ago in Waukesha by KB's Golf Joint, I raced a WRX in my supercharged Range Rover Sport to see if I could keep up. Uh, surprisingly, I could backed off at 110 while he kept accelerating to 130 plus showing me his taillights. Wow. Holy cow. Oops. Oops. Then he signed it anonymous, but we know that it's Dutch from Waukesha. We yeah. Just outed yeah. Sorry. Hey, Dutch, you you been know, outed. it didn't exist. If there's no video, right? Uh, there's no, there's no video. Tom and walk in high school, a friend's mom took us in their 69 Hearst olds and had it going around 125 before she backed it down. We were on our way to the union Grove track for the quarter mile time.
4: So they were in that mood. They were in that racing mood, right?
8: That's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
4: I mean, so people
10: are, and you can, again, talk at text lines, 414-799-1973. 414-799-1973. Robert, I mean, I know people get a little skeevy when we talk about uh, when they have young children in the car and we do our stripper poles and, la- and bonus lappers because sure. questions might arise. But what about us talking about driving over 100 miles an hour? What do you want your kid exposed to? That's
4: a good point. But we're still doing it. So, <laughs> well,
6: Robert chimed in and said he may have are. hit a
4: hundred on uh, ninety four between Chicago and Milwaukee. I'm sure other guys have done that.
8: Bruce from uh, Lamira yeah. said he hit hundred and five in his full size Ford pickup. That's pretty impressive. The, the
4: car makes it more impressive, right? I think so. Like if you hit a hundred in a Pinto, I mean, I'm,
8: I'm impressed. I'm waiting for someone to say they hit a hundred uh, in a in a Prius.
10: Now, from the Email inbox, which is drew at GameMKE.com. We still get emails. People still, even though it seems old school, and m- most people would rather text the talking text line, 414-799-1973. Email comes in from uh, Chris from the Shaw. The kid's called Waukesha. Chris has a D-list number. He was number 993 on the D-list back uh-huh. in my old days. He's a transfer from down the dial. Nice. And Chris in the Shaw said on Highway 59 in western Waukesha County, he hit 130 miles an hour, in his Chrysler Crossfire.
4: Oh, I remember that Thank car. Thank you, Chris. The Crossfire was an interesting car. I don't think it lasted very long because people didn't really like it. It was like a, it was a two-seater convertible, wasn't it, or maybe not? Am I might thinking of a different car. It was kind of a weird-looking convertible, <coughs> and it didn't sell well. But that's pretty we'll interesting. We'll
10: have to have Josh look that up. Yeah. Uh,
8: we'll, Bucky we'll have Badger. Have to have Josh look that up. On uh, Bradley Groff on Twitter said he went 115 miles per hour in a 95. Chevy Astro
4: van. Jeez, see, in a, Chevy been, a Chevy Astro van. Chevy Astro. Jeez, that's scary. a little scary, isn't it? That high center of gravity. I don't know. Uh, we're getting a lot more coming in. Brad from Dousman hit 117 in Dodge County on a 91 Acura NSX. Now that's a pretty good car, I think. So it didn't surprise me. We got a that, lot. That's of, pretty good. Yeah, our listeners have need for a need for speed. Josh and New in Berlin with the. I think so. Pretty wild story. Senior year of 98, I got my burgundy Pontiac 6000 LE up to 105 to W Oshkosh. The steering wheel was shaking vigorously, and I thought all four wheels were going to jump off on the highway. Somehow we all survived. Can't say the same for a weekend in Osh, Vegas, though. Thank you, Josh, New Berlin. I love how his instinct was like, I don't think we're going to make it. Not Maybe I should slow this down because everything's shaking.
10: Yeah, everything's shaking. That's pretty. That's true. Um, we also have... Via the text talking text lines 414 nine one ninety seven three, We have a suggestion for pie. We we said harmonizing was allowed on the best pie and in the original stripper poll. Uh, Paul t- tweets in and said the best pie for him is cheese and sausage.
4: That's it, that's the one right there. You can't beat that. That's a delicious pie. <laughs> that's it. Well, you know, it's in in, in uh, London, what? they eat shepherds. In England, they eat shepherds pie, right? You could have meat pies. That's true. Yeah, let's see. How think, old? Uh, uh, pot pie.
10: How, how old do you have to be to call a pizza a pie? I mean, people in the industry might, how old and how Italian do you have to be to refer to pizza as
8: pie?
4: Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that, because I still hear people saying that, like, uh, I want a pie. Let's have a
8: pie. I'm like... I think it's more on the level of Italian you are than the age, but I still think, like, over 30, you're over 30 and... Very Italian. You could you can call it a pie.
10: So there's the cutoff. Yeah. All right. All yeah, right. Well, cause I, I just I, I wonder about that. Um, again, talking text line four one four seven nine nine one ninety seven three. We mentioned Chase Anderson. Um, didn't meet a very good result yesterday. Well, it's it's like everything else in spring training. It's kind of a mixed bag. He comes out and gives up uh, two walks and three singles to the first five batters. Puts himself in the hole. And then he gave up a home run later and a double. But he did seem to iron things out. And he had, after the rocky start, he had some relatively clean stretches. So was it a good outing or a bad outing for Chase Anderson? Well, let's listen to what Chase Anderson had to say about his outing. This is from yesterday in the uh, Visitor's Clubhouse at Goodyear Ballpark following Chase Anderson's outing against the Indians.
6: (laughs)
1: How do you uh, judge today with
13: the conditions? Were, what they were you know, I pitched in Reno for a year in 2013, so I know that this park is similar to that with the conditions. But you got to try to get that out of your head because you're going to fish in Cincinnati and you're going to pitch in parks. You're going to pitch in inclement weather depending on the time of year and depending on where you're at. So I try to limit that stuff and just try to focus on my game plan. Uh, and just Like I said, spring training, working on stuff, get in that competitive atmosphere and try to execute pitches. But I think from the, from the get go, I was kind of out of whack with my delivery a little bit, still working on the, the new mechanics, trying to feel good going down the slope. And I couldn't find that rhythm and tempo in the first day. And that's why I used to the ball up a little bit, walked a couple guys, and unca- un- un- characteristic of what I usually do, I don't walk too many guys. Um, so just continuing to uh, to build on that, and try to get comfortable on the mound. But as the game kept going, I felt the rhythm got better. Um, so, yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't feel the, I felt healthy, it felt great out there but I didn't feel like
6: I could feel a pitch
13: where I wanted to today, so that was kinda of frustrating. Chase
1: with the thing that
13: you're doing different, how hard is it to think about the because that's what you don't want to do, right? Right.
6: You really want
13: to get be athletic and just get down the mound, make a pitch, not think about everything, try to execute where you you want to throw the ball. Um, but in spring training it's 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 not such a bad thing to think best. It's ever had in spring training, so that's a good sign. So recovering well, arm feels great. So now just executing pitches and getting down to uh, the what I'm good at, and that's being athletic and you know making pitches and uh, you know the deal. And the, the Christmas is gonna come for sure.
10: If you have four guys fly out to right. That's the side you didn't want guys to hit to this today. The wind blowing. I know, to ball in I know right?
13: I, uh, I threw a hater when he walked in. I was like, man, how was how was how was the mound and how was the ball? He's like, I couldn't feel the ball. Right. Really dry. I was looking for some sweat to get a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I could the ball feel like a, like a dust ball, if you will. You yeah, couldn't yeah. get a, you couldn't get a grip on it, but you it those old dust?
10: baseballs you find out by the fence. It's been out there for three months. Sandlot ball. Yeah. yeah, pick yeah. It up yeah exactly. Sink. But yeah. Did you Did you take a deep breath after those first like four or five headers? Did you Yeah, I, was, yourself I after I tried, like you came out.
13: And yeah, I tried did. to uh, just take a step back and find out. You know. Just Get back to the foundation of, of pitching and like okay, execute a pitcher you can go the next pitch because the game can speed up on you really quick. And the longer you play, you're better at slowing the game down. And uh, I'm getting to that point. I'm almost five years in, so you think I'd be good at slowing the game down. And I think everybody continues to learn in that direction. And I feel like me, uh, personally, uh, I'm getting better at really having that awareness of the game. Okay, I get a couple hits, step off. The ball doesn't the game doesn't start, so I throw the ball, so I'm always in control of the, what happens next. Ahead, it was I thought, pretty good body language. And
10: then, uh, you know, because when you miss a ball four and it's, you know, by a foot, it's, that's not – like you said, that's not characteristic. That's not you know, usually. Right, right. And then I threw one that I
13: thought was a strike three-two, and then you thought the ball. So I think you have to keep your composure in those moments because the other team, if they see you out of that composure, they know they kind of got you so you keep your composure and you're still trying to make a pitch. And then you make a pitch, you get out of a jam, and uh, you're still in the game. And I think the other team's okay, this guy's not giving in to us. Just, we gotta, we still got to battle him. So I think that the poker face, the mentality that people say that I, I don't show too much body language out there is just the the thing that uh, I have to enter intensity, the inside intensity. Of, okay, I can't show my, my, what well, my thoughts are on a pitch I make. Three, two, and calls it yeah, a ball yeah, didn't yeah. go my way. Uh, you got to continue just to grind and try to make pitches. Thank you, Chase. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Chase
10: Anderson, yesterday's outing. It's interesting when guys are making mechanical adjustments, there's allowance for, you know, this is the time for experimentation. But at some point in the next, we're we're reaching the point where the pace will pick up and there's more urgency to get results going into the season. So I'm thinking that, uh, you know, Chase Anderson's next outing, we're going to draw a lot of scrutiny, more than usual for a kind of a tune-up outing. As we move forward, we'll listen to more interviews with uh, Brewers players. We are hoping to uh, connect with Brewers manager Craig Council this morning as well. John Greenberg, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, can join us in about 15 minutes, give or take. He is a a regular Thursday guest in the program, and we're going to do what we can to see if we can get KB back on the show. It's all happening today. We're live from American Family Fields of Phoenix, Spring Training 2019. Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game. Listen along, Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game, broadcasting live from American Family Fields of Phoenix. The sun is coming up over the McDowell Mountains. The Brewers play the Angels today uh, on the field. We're going to talk to Craig Council, Brewers manager, but uh, because of our technical issues, we're going to do that off the air. And Mike Heller is going to slide into the chair here in about an hour's time. And uh, he's going to bring us home. Mike Keller, host of the Mike Keller program, which you hear from uh, 3 to 6 today while during spring training and from 2 to 6. Actually, are you on 2 to 6 today, Mike, too? Tomorrow. Tomorrow he's on from 2 to 6, but he's usually the 2 to 6 slot uh, during spring training. He has been doing the 3 to 6 slot, and we've had expanded uh, double play during that window. So, things are a little jumbled when we're on the road, but it's all good. Armin is playing Armin-appropriate music because... We've struck something here um, with our bonus lapper talking about Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens, the quarterback who made a video of himself, posted it to his Instagram account of his Mercedes Benz and his really cool bracelet as he's driving his Mercedes Benz. It would be, I would have a problem with that because people who are taking videos when they drive. I never really understand people who do those kind of like i'm going to decide to do a testimonial here i'm going to do my my video blog while i'm driving you should be focused on the road i know get off my lawn but he happened to do this video you see a steering wheel and you see the speedometer showing that he's driving 105 miles an hour which you know for a franchise quarterback they let joe flacco escape it probably shouldn't do that and it begs the question have you ever cracked triple digits what's the fastest you've ever driven People started to respond to that. They started to tell us the make and model of the car that they were driving at the time, which is a great detail, and it's fun. Feel free to come clean. 414-799-1973 is the talking text line. Armin and Josh are back at headquarters, and uh, guys, the text line is buzzing. I feel like KB often mentions the confessional uh, (laughs) at his local parish. We have-
0: With Lucky Land slots. you can get lucky just about anywhere.
10: The text line confessional. This 414 799 nine one ninety seven
4: three. Yeah, this is what it is. And also we have uh, Mark in a truck who's on the phone with a story for us. So, Mark, you're right there. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, hey Mark in a truck. Through? Welcome to the program.
9: Hey, Drew. It's going doing doing? great, man. All right. You can say hi to my brother and Gilbert when you're done. Hey, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, I had a 69 Cutlass 442. Got off. I was working second shift at A.L. Smith. And it was midnight, and you know where the Fond du Lac Freeway starts off of Hampton? Yes. Well, I had a Corvette next to me. I blew his doors off.
11: I buried the needle at 120 because that's how far it went. We got to 107th Street, and that's where I backed it down because I knew there was always a sheriff just on the other side of that corner. He got lit up. <laughs> he deserved it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
10: <laughs> Thank you, Mark. We appreciate it. All right, four one four seven nine nine
4: John and Hardland called in with another story. John, go ahead, man.
1: Yeah, we uh, nineteen sixty. A friend of mine had a sixty Corvette, and uh, between Clover, and Wisconsin, and Wisconsin Rapids on Highway fifty four, the speedometer showed up to one sixty. I shot it down at one forty nine, and the speedometer
9: indicated.
10: So between Plover and Wisconsin Rapids, this was. Yeah. On
14: highway 54 between
1: Plover and Wisconsin Rapids. Yeah.
10: Oh boy. 149. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 60 Corvette. That's a lot.
4: That's a lot of juice. See, the the problem I have with this is I know like I, I never, I don't usually speed that much, but the one time I do this will be the one time there'll be a cop there waiting to light me up. Like I know that'll happen to me.
10: I've gotten a speeding ticket or two in my time, and I have uh, I can attest, and, but they were never triple digits, never even close to triple digits. I don't think I've been more than like 15 over uh, in my day. Talking text line 414-799-1973. How do you feel about this if you're a Ravens fan? like you know, Is it no harm, no foul, I'll give him a pass? Like, that's kind of the mode we're in when young athletes step in it like this. You know, he's, he's going 105 miles an hour making a video. That's not the smartest move for your franchise quarterback. But he didn't get hurt. He didn't get a ticket, although maybe the authorities want to talk to him about his driving. But how do you feel about that if you're a, you know, is is it, we'll give him a pass. Kids, you know, kids do stupid stuff. We've all done stupid stuff. Look at our talk and text line lighting up. Like this is like, it's become like a Twitter feed or
4: something. Yeah, you know what's interesting about it? People spin through some stuff. I think you're right, Drew. I think there's, like, a confessional element to this. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how you'd feel if you're a Ravens fan. You're probably not totally happy about it. It might make you judge his, I don't know, his, well, judge his judgment, so to speak. But I think there's a lot of things pro athletes do that we don't see. And if we did see, it's like, you know, ignorance is bliss. Because if we did see it, we'd be like, wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because we forget that these guys are normal people or, like, just a normal 22-year-old guy, except that he has a lot of money. And... Of course, they're going to do what 22-year-olds do is is play with their toys. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, we have a lot, like you said, coming in the text line, 414-799-1973. Brad and Slinger said, uh, I, I was going 140-ish as I didn't want to look down. VW Golf. Pretty good for oh, a Volkswagen boy, a VW Golf. VW Golf
10: 140. Yeah, you can tweet at us, at Drew and KB, on the Twitter machine. And Ryan does just that. And he sent us a photo of his uh, dash and his speedometer. And he said, while I admit taking this pick violated the make good choices edict. Sorry, KB. I also want to say this isn't my high score. 101 is not his high
4: score. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Hey, guys. Uh, Thank you for that. Shane from the 414. Hey, guys. Love your show. Highway 41 started at Hampton to 107th Street 140 in my 70 Firebird with a 455 Super Duty engine.
10: That's kind of uh, Did You get a ticket for racing Mark in a truck because that's the same neighborhood Mark in a truck was in.
4: Yeah, I was going to yeah. say it's the same neighborhood. But like, if I'm going that fast, I'm trying to go in the most unpopulated area I can. But that's kind of close to civilization. Matt from Bubs said, I took a Geostorm back by Mary Booth country. Like, and that, Apparently, this is Matt KB's former bartender. 110 miles an hour in a Geostorm. I didn't think a Geo went that fast.
10: I think he's lying and uh yeah. he may have served KB a drink at Bub's, but I think he's lying there. I don't know if it, if a Geo can go that fast. But our friend John from uh John Pearson from uh channel twenty four said he once topped out at forty seven in his old Geo tracker.
4: <laughs> so Brilliant. Go. That's the most said, like, that's the most impressive accomplishment,
10: he, right? He said I would have pushed it, but I felt like it would break apart. Uh Doby's talked about cars like that where if you uh fart on the hone bridge you change lanes against your will. Um that's that's kind of scary. Christopher tweets at the program at Drew and KB in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. I had a Chevy Venture minivan tripping the governor at 115
4: miles per hour. Wow! There you go. Uh, by the way, Shane said he didn't get a ticket. Tyler in Burlington said I did 117 in a lifted 2017 Jeep Wrangler. The normal speedometer stops at 100. The digital said 117. Well, there you go. If you have a digital speedometer oh and you're just goodness. checking yourself out, that for a while I know the Snapchat um App with Snapchat, you could do your, you could. It was a filter where you could have a speedometer. You, you could analyze, you know, your current speed and put it in the snap. And I think they took that out because a lot of people were using that inappropriately and snapchatting themselves going ex- exceedingly high amounts of speed. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think but that, that was that's true. That was a thing. Yeah, I mean that. true.
10: Now we say that you know, Lamar Jackson, twenty-two year old quarterback of the the Ravens. Okay, kids will be kids. We've all done stupid stuff. Parents now can install devices to track and watch their kids drive and know how fast they've been driving. So I'm wondering if, if in some ways, in some circles, that's gone the way of the old prank call that you can't make anymore because of caller ID.
4: Well, maybe I'm, you uh, think about it. I'm wondering. Not only that, or, and we talked about um, you know location recognition as well. Like, that's, like, the new thing parents use to attract their kids. So there are, there are ways parents can use uh, technology now to, to kind of curb that, right? But then the kids will be kids, and Absolutely. They'll, get a, they'll try and get around it. So. All right, so today is
10: National Pie Day. That's the official stripper poll, I guess, at Drew and KB. The bonus lapper's getting a lot of traction. So eat a piece of pie and tell us if you've ever cracked triple digits in your car. Uh, come clean. Confess. John Greenberg, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, our buddy El Hefe, will join us. Next, Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game. Man, oh, uh, let this groove a little bit. Said, yes,
8: you your daddies. Yeah, I
1: drive the Drew, and KB, the
10: new 97.3 The Game, broadcasting live from American Family Fields of Phoenix. Sun coming up over the McDowell Mountains it's time to chat with our good friend El Jefe himself, president of the Milwaukee Admirals. It's John Greenberg. Good morning, Greeny.
14: Good morning there uh, out in uh, beautiful Arizona. that uh, Bringing up your mountain ranges, I'm impressed.
10: <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you spent a lot of time here in your previous life with the Milwaukee Brewers. And, uh, Greeny, you need to see this facility. I know that you guys redid your locker room, and it was really good for player morale. Um, what has happened here is um, – it is spectacular. It's the only thing is, it's easy for stupid radio guys like us to get lost in the building. It's so, so expansive. It's, it's, uh, quite incredible.
14: That's what I, uh, keep hearing from everybody that's out there. I've been, uh, talking with Ken Spindler, uh, one of the Brewers PR guys uh, over the course of the week. And, uh, he's like, you really got to get out here and see this. It's really, it's really amazing. And I, I, uh, I just, you want to make sure that people understand you know all this stuff is done to make sure that these guys are as well prepared for the season and then um, you know the guys that have to go out rehab or long-term injuries have the best facilities for uh, getting back to health which is what we really concentrated on when we redid, we did our locker room uh, when we moved to Panther Arena too it's just all about giving the guys the best chance to be as healthy and as ready to play as they possibly can be every single day
10: and that's what it's about. No question. So, Greeny, tell us about the matinee game yesterday. You had the the, the early start. Um, I know you like those games. The atmosphere is different when it's a lot of youngsters in the building.
14: Yeah, we had uh, over 8,200 uh, in the building, I'd say, but uh, 7,800 of them were were kids and uh uh they really bring a whole different uh, amount of energy into the building and uh it was a lot of fun. We won the game in regulation, which was great. So we gotta win in front of all those people and uh my mission with every single school day game we have is to not lose any kids. Uh so mission accomplished there as well. And uh it was a great way to uh start this week's uh two games uh on the calendar. So we got that one done and now we all look forward to Uh, Saturday night.
10: And tell us about what's happening Saturday night at Panther Arena.
14: Yeah, well, Saturday is going to be a real special day right right from the beginning. We actually are hosting our Battle of the Badges games uh, earlier in the day, starting at uh, 1230. There are two police versus fire hockey games, the first one at 1230 and the second one at two. And then uh, later that night at six o'clock, the Admirals will play against Grand Rapids and it's our salute to Nashville. And the first 5,000 fans are going to uh, uh, get a Ryan Ellis bobblehead. Ryan is one of our great alums who's come through Milwaukee and is now a great player in the National Hockey League. And it features uh, Ryan's signature beard. Uh, something he certainly has gotten famous for. He started growing that when he was here in Milwaukee at a very young age, and um, he continued to make that look good up in Nashville. And uh, Nash, the Predator's mascot.
0: With Lucky Land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
14: That's going to be with us, and it's really going to be a fun night, so... Uh, Everything starts, the doors open at noon for the police versus fire Battle of the Badges games. And uh, you just need to have an admiral's ticket to be able to come to those. So there's no extra charge uh, to come to the Battle of the Badges games. Um, We uh, encourage people to come out and support those guys. They actually are raising money for four different causes, two on the police side and two on the fire side. Considering all the things that have happened in our community uh, with the police, uh, with losing three officers over the last year, uh, that we really want people to come out and be part of that. It's a special day, and I hope people will take advantage of coming out and supporting those guys starting in the afternoon.
10: All right, so let me get this straight. You've got the Battle of the Badges. you got the Salute to Nashville with Nash, the Predator's mascot. Does he get along with Roscoe? Are they buds? Yeah,
14: they're great friends. Absolutely, Roscoe was actually just down in Nashville uh, a few weeks ago and uh, was part of the Predators show. And uh, yeah, they're they're good friends. They they like hanging out together.
10: And you're also doing a Ryan Ellis bobblehead, so that's for the first five thousand fans. And there's a post game skate. (laughs) Yes,
14: yeah. So the day, right? The the day will not uh, the day will not stop when the game ends. If you bring your own skates. Uh, you can come and skate on the ice right after the game is over. and uh, A group of our players will be out uh, to skate with you uh, right after the game. And uh, also just to note, Saturday night's game is a uh, 6 o'clock Admirals face-off. So uh, families that want to come out and bring their skates, will be, the, the Admirals game should probably end about 8.30, and the uh, post-game skates uh, starts shortly thereafter. So you can easily bring the whole family out and Certainly, so we'll still be out of here by nine fifteen at the latest.
10: That's a that's a pretty good setup. We're chatting with John Greenberg, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, and a regular guest here on Drew and KB, the new ninety seven three the game. Now, Greeny, we're at spring training. We've been down here five days. They are as uh, as I look at my calendar, two weeks away from opening their season. Right, we stand two weeks away from uh, opening day at at miller park which is hard to wrap your brain around and they're at the dawn of their season and you can kind of feel the intensity pick up a little bit as they get closer to the start of their season your guys are starting a different push towards the end of the season so what's the atmosphere around your club i know there's a lot of urgency with the games that you're playing right now
14: yeah it's a huge time for us uh you know it's uh yeah, that excitement to ramp up for a season, I certainly remember many of those in spring training. i will be getting to the point of spring training for me personally where I, I just wanted to get uh, back to playing games that counted and play uh, meaningful games and get home. Uh, so I know these guys are getting anxious to do that as well. But from a hockey standpoint, it's now getting down to, uh, to the end. And it's playoff hockey pretty much every single night uh, for us. Right now we are one point out of the playoffs. Um, so every single game is huge for us. Every game for us the rest of the season is a game within our division. So, um, you know, this is, these are important times for the Admirals, and uh, that fan support that we get is huge. Um, we're going to have another great crowd tomorrow night. We certainly still have tickets available, but, you know, getting behind these guys right now uh, is a huge thing, and we hope to, you know, build these crowds and, and get push our guys You know, to be able to qualify for the playoffs, that's an important thing for us.
10: Yeah, no question. I mean, organizationally, I'm sure um, your fans are cheering for the Predators, obviously. And you know what it was like? It was almost, I want to say, deflating or something. But when you guys, uh, when you were with the Brewers, and at at a time, you got like hope from the minor leagues. And we're watching the Brewers' young players here, and they got a lot of studs, and it looks like they're going to have a stacked AAA team. And that, you know, there's something it puts wind in the sail of the big league club, doesn't it? To have, have you guys have success at that level. And at some points it can be sustaining. It can provide hope if the big league club is struggling.
14: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, one of the big things about uh, our team and our organization and what nationals try to do here is to put guys in atmospheres where they're going to uh, uh, have a learn have a chance to learn how to win. And Sometimes people are like, I don't understand what that means. Well, you know, it's teaching guys how to be in difficult situations and overcoming adversity and then succeeding out of that. And then when they go up to Nashville that they're uh, put in a position, uh, they know how to do this. They know what it takes. They know that little extra uh, work or that little extra paying attention to detail. Those types of things are things that put teams over the top. So we want when Nashville calls a guy up from here to have that guy be – a guy who knows how to get it done. It's just not just because he's a, a good hockey player, but he knows how to do the right things. Because, you know, at the NHL level, especially, those things are the things that differentiate the really good teams from the teams that win Stanley Cups. There is a difference between the two. So we want our guys to learn how to win, and uh, it all starts down here, and that's a good thing for the Admirals and their fans.
10: We're talking with John Greenberg, president of the Milwaukee Admirals here, regular guest of our program, Drew and KB, the new 97 3 the game. Okay, a couple of polls in the field this morning, John, and we need you to weigh in because it is pie day. Um, and if you guys were playing today, I'm sure it would be tied into some kind of pie eating contest. But since it's March 14th, uh, pie day, Armin and Josh have been asking our smart and good looking uh, listeners, what is the best pie? we allow harmonizing you can go off the board but the choices they came up with were apple key lime french silk and pumpkin which are you choosing
14: well certainly off of uh of that list uh, we go with the french silk but uh, my personal favorite would be uh, uh your good all-american cherry pie so i am hoping. you know actually i was at my parents last night for for dinner and uh uh I've had cherry pie, so there you have it. So I actually had to have some of that last night.
4: Greeny, I'll have to agree. I think cherry pie is superior to apple pie. Ooh. And French silk is winning a lot of battles here. I think people like to indulge in the chocolate. But I, I, I guess for me personally, you know, it's something I don't have that often, right? Which is why I thought maybe key lime would get a little bit of, uh, bit of love there. But what about a banana cream pie? A
14: couple of people chimed in with that. Yeah, I'm not much on the uh, – I don't mind a banana now and then, but uh, – if I'm going to pick a pie, it's probably not a bananas in it. It's just me. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs>
6: this is
10: well done. Our other question, John, and you can assume that statute of limitations have uh, expired and everything. We're asking people in the wake of Lamar Jackson, the Ravens quarterback posting a video <laughs> of himself driving 105 miles an hour. I mean, I'm sure you'd be thrilled to see one of your players do something like that. Um, What's the fastest you've ever driven in a car? Have you ever cracked triple digits?
14: I have not. Uh, the fastest I went uh, was 93.
1: And
14: uh, why do I know that it was 93? Because I got pulled over and it's the only speeding ticket I've ever gotten in my life. And uh, it was uh, it was incredibly stupid. Uh, it was when I was a teenager, I was still a bat boy at the Brewers and I was coming home late after a game and uh, came over the top of the home bridge and said, well, I might as well just gun it. And I did. And the <laughs> officer, the officer somehow, uh, was right behind me when he got off there. So their cars go faster than mine. <laughs> uh, and they pulled me over and, uh, he could see how terrified I was. And, uh, he asked me where I was coming from and I told him, and, uh, there was, uh, not much more to it other than a large ticket and, uh, um, uh, a bunch of points off of my license and then the fact that he was going to call my parents the next morning uh to talk to them about it so i preemptively told them what was happening and then when the officer actually did call my parents and told them what was going on and i like, guess we're already aware he already sat down and talked about it we predicted it'll never happen again wow. so um i did not uh that was my one and only speeding ticket. It was '93, and I won't do that again.
4: It's one thing to get the speeding ticket, oh but when you goodness. when you get told on, I mean, that's hey, telling your parents. But I uh, know yeah. Greeny's got the need for speed, I guess. You no, know,
10: one
14: one time, oh, <laughs> one time and that 38 was 38
10: miles over. How many jocks and uh, and socks did you have to pick up to to make that kind of money to pay that big a ticket?
14: Yeah, yeah, that would, uh that would cost me almost uh, probably half a season worth of. Uh, pay and tips and everything else out of there but, but i will tell you that uh uh Ray and doris uh we're not impressed with my performance there so i uh, i made sure i never did that again <laughs> you tell me you
4: haven't taken the zamboni and try to take it for a thrill ride every now and then
14: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no but i don't there's always i guess a first time for everything we're not gonna probably avoid uh, that too because uh, that is a trained uh, skill to do that, and I that's do remember right. hearing stories uh, up in Canada, uh, a guy driving drunk, uh, the Zamboni down the street. So I'm going to try not to become one of those stories.
10: That's that's fantastic, Greeny. Let's recap um, for people who want to come and watch some hockey uh, uh, coming up on Saturday. You got a whole day of it. You can you can make a whole day of watching the battle, of the badges, and you can skate with your family after the game. You got that p- ticket package available. Let's just tell us what's happening Saturday at Panther Arena.
14: Sure. Uh, doors open at 12 o'clock for Battle of the Badges. The games are at 1230 and 2 o'clock. Uh, we'll ask you to leave after that second Battle of the Badges game is over. Doors will reopen at 5 o'clock. Uh, 5,000 bobbleheads for, with Ryan Ellis, of, an Admiral's alum, uh, as our salute to Nashville. Uh, faceoff is at 6 o'clock uh, against Grand Rapids. Big game for us. And then after the game is over, bring your skates, and you can go skate on the ice with the Admirals. And, uh, it'll be a lot of fun, and we still have some tickets available. So uh, we encourage people to give us a call and uh, take advantage of that. Okay, what's the phone number? 414-227-05. With
0: Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. All right. John, thanks a lot for joining us today.
10: And uh, best of luck as you continue the playoff push and uh, best of luck on Saturday night.
14: Thanks a lot, guys. Take care.
10: All right. John Greenberg didn't know he was a uh, race car driver on the home bridge.
14: Yeah,
5: that's wow. probably
10: a place. Okay. So what's Milwaukee's Autobahn? That's the next question. Where, if you're going to speed in Milwaukee, where is it? is it the home bridge, you know, Lake Drive? or Lincoln Memorial Drive. What's the best place to speed them on? Well, we don't want to, we're not supporting it or condoning it, but where where do these? That's the other question. How fast did you go? What was the car and where were you? I guess that's, that's how we round it out today. We are live from American Family Field of Phoenix. We are going to uh, head down and chat with Brewers manager, Craig Council. You'll hear that interview definitely on the Mike Heller Show. You might even hear it on the crossover. As uh, we go down and do that, Mike Keller is going to babysit uh, the end portion of our program today because he's a great teammate. He got up really early and buzzed over here to American Family Fields in Phoenix. KB is here. I want management to know that he is working diligently behind the scenes to rectify our technical difficulties, and he wishes he was on the show to share his pithy stuff. That just means that tomorrow he's going to have a lot of stuff chambered up. Oh, my goodness. And a lot of it will be directed at intern Josh, I'm sure. Uh, oh boy. We're going to take a break. We will be back. We're live from American Family Fields of Phoenix. Spring Training 2019. Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game.
6: Listen
3: up. The ratings just came in for last month. We are number one. We just grabbed every key demographic. Yeah! Game. Yeah! Light this candle. He's right. Let's light this candle. Light the candle. Good morning, Milwaukee. Welcome to the fastest growing morning show in town. It's Drew and KB, who are out in Phoenix for Brewer Spring Trading. And he was already in the
7: pool. I was like, all right.
3: Where, if you can believe it, the weather's crappier than here. That's a lot of baloney, sir. And because Marquette kicks off conference play today, the entire show is dedicated to Armin. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm a flawed human. And now, to a couple of guys who give new meaning to the term throwback in Throwback Thursday. Here I drew on KB. Wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Man, I am a walking, talking, living, breathing bad decision.
5: These goofballs ain't gonna do there s. they saw no a like me. Why no, I'm motorboating. I don't give a crap. At the end of the day, you're all gonna die. No, senor! No,
2: senor! No, senor!
3: No,
1: senor! gets fat. All right. We all feel better.
2: Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. just <laughs> be a good girl. I don't ever want to be successful. That's what I do.
1: I drink and I know things.
3: You know, just hanging out. just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. I respect the scorpion. Oh, wow. We're going hand up, with Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Don't ask me to do nothing. This is
7: nothing. For fighters. He could be a freak on the court and on the shit. Oh you God. know what I'm saying? Ah! what
6: the hell's going on out here? Andrew,
10: andrew. andrew you are not the <gasps> cruising along the thursday edition drew and kb broadcasting live from american family fields of phoenix brewer spring training 2019 i'm drew kb is here working hard we've had some technical difficulties so we're making the best we can of the situation. Armin Sarian back producing the program at headquarters. The iHeart Milwaukee Mega Plus. He's, he's answering your phone calls at 414-799-197-3 414-799-197-3. That's the talk and text line. Intern Josh is
4: with him as well. Armin, is Josh behaving himself? He is. He just stepped out for a second to take care of something. But uh, I gotta say, Josh overall is behaving himself. I give Josh a, a one of those little star stickers for the day. He did it. He's done a pretty good job. So.
10: He got things started today with National Pi Day, this being 314-314, if you will, with the poll about pies. You can vote on that at Drew and KB. But based on our unofficial and unscientific research, a lot of our smart and good-looking listeners like to drive their vehicles at a high rate of speed. We've been talking about Lamar Jackson, the quarterback from the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and he was... He posted an inch driving his Mercedes at 105 miles an hour. I don't think he intended to do that. I think that was collateral damage. I think he was just showing the, the steering wheel and the speedometer just happened to be visible and people jumped on that fact. I don't think he was trying to show up that he was speeding because who broadcasts live when they're breaking the law? Not many people, not many smart, good looking people. So that begs the question we've been asking people for much of the morning. Have you ever cracked triple digits? What's the fastest you've ever gone in your car? And, uh, People are nice enough to tell us what the make of the car is, make and model, and even where were you? Where is Milwaukee's Audubon? We just heard John Greenberg, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, admit that he got a speeding ticket on the Hone Bridge, which is you know late at night if there's nobody there. I can see people you know uh, blowing a little uh, carbon out of the engine there by by stepping on it a little bit. But let us know. You can uh, tweet at Drew and KB. That's where the poll question resides. You can also give us a call. Talk and text line 414-799-1973. That's 414-799-1973. Armin is so cautious. Armin, I have a feeling that you're so cautious that speeding to you is – not something on
4: your list of priorities or daily habits. You know, you know me well, Drew. You really do, and you're not wrong. But the irony is, I've gotten speeding tickets before. I just don't feel like I've spent a lot. It's one of those things where you feel like you know people that speed all the time and never get a ticket. I feel like, you know, every now and then I go over, but I, I don't go over that much the limit. And I get, I got nabbed a couple times that I have. So. Uh, it's kind of, I don't know. Based on our
10: research, though, can can you explain the phenomenon that so many people are hitting us up through all of our channels? You can email Drew at the game MKE. Like we said, the talk and text line is 414 799 1973. You can tweet at Drew Wilson MKE at Drew and KB. Um, we're on Facebook as well at Drew and KB. You can get us in a number of ways, but so many people are admitting to speeding. Why are there so many slow cars in the left lane around
4: Milwaukee? In Milwaukee County. I know that does seem to be a thing, doesn't it? It seems like every time you're in the left lane, there's like somebody driving 55 and you're like trying to get around them. You're like, you shouldn't be in this lane. Come on, follow the rules of the road. It's more, it's, it's almost as unsafe as going too fast as going too slow. I'd say in those lanes.
10: Yeah, it's, there's no question. And it is a different animal here in Arizona. Obviously there's a lot more people in Phoenix. There's a lot more traffic. Uh, there's definitely some issues with the sun rising and setting that visibility, they have a lot. I, I i would venture to say, and I don't have any stats in front of me, but there are a lot more accidents in the Phoenix area than there are in the Milwaukee area based on the, the volume of drivers and the conditions and people with, with, who speed. I actually talked to an Uber driver earlier this week on the day when, uh, Mr. Heller and Brant were playing golf and I was covering baseball, which is why I came down here uh, to cover baseball. Um, I was with an Uber driver and lo and behold, my Uber driver in the greater Phoenix area of all the thousands of people who drive Uber. She was a Wisconsin native and a Heartland arrowhead graduate who, uh, picked me up and she told me that she had heard about Phoenix drivers, but now that she has lived here for a while and drives Uber, she, she can attest that they are much worse than the drivers in Wisconsin. So she told me that. So I found that kind of interesting, um, that, that conversation.
4: We got a great uh, tweet in from, uh, from Jacob, guy knows soup, who lives out in New York, now listens to the show. Loyal listener. He said, the Snapchat speedometer you were talking about earlier, some of the filter that Snapchat used to have of a speedometer, he said it was money when the actual speedometer went out on my 83 Chevy RV. I needed it to know if we were good speed limit-wise. I used it. Just think we hit 68 fully loaded when we moved to New York. So his, the speedometer on his RV went out on the 83 Chevy, so he used the Snapchat filter to be a I don't know if he taped it against the windshield or what to be a speedometer. That's pretty funny.
10: There is something seriously wrong with that, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just – I got to say. And you mentioned they got rid of that. That's just – that's too funny. Uh, again, our phone number is 414-799-1973. 414-799-1973. Anxious moments for Armin coming up because Marquette plays tonight. In the Big East tournament, yeah. is, this a, is this a good draw or a bad draw against St. John's?
4: I got to say, I think it's, it's a – for a first-round game and for being the second seed in the tournament, it's the worst draw they could get because when you think seventh seed in the – you know, the Big East has been jumbled up all year, but when you think seventh seed, you didn't think yeah, about a team that beat you twice in the year if you're in the position like Marquette's been – and, of course, they're playing in Madison Square Garden, which is New York City, obviously, which is the home court of St. John. So you're essentially playing a road game against the team that's had your number all year and has a playbook on how to beat you. So, you know, in that perspective, I, you just it's hard to think positive about it. But, Drew, like you said, a lot of things happen, and it's, it, it's hard to believe Marquette would uh, just bow out after one, after all these losses. They have to, like you said, tie a bow on at some point, right?
10: I, you have to, to make a knot at the end of the rope, tie it, and just you know, or as Tom Hodgercourt would say, dig a foothold. You just have to stop the the insanity. I mean, they've had some bad breaks. Now, if you could say that Marquette is due for a solid performance. They're due to, to clean right. things up. And Armin, your your worries are you know are well founded. But I had an older, wiser Marquette fan who was following the team, uh, Al McGuire's last year, in nineteen seventy seven, the national championship year. Who said they stumbled at the end of that season, too. They but did. They I lost some games at the end of that season. It made people think, oh, my God, this is the way it's going to end for
4: Al. They did. I remember reading about that, actually. They lost a bunch of games at the end. They barely made the tournament, and, uh, and they weren't picked to go very far. In fact, their last couple home games, I think Al was booed off the Mecca floor. <laughs> His last home game in 77, can you imagine that? And then they went on to win the national title. So I guess you really never know, but um, – yeah, I guess sometimes yeah. those things. Sometimes those late season failures can breed success. You just never know how it's gonna go. That's the great thing about March, I guess. So, uh, we have a call in about a, a story. If we want to get Larry on Mo- from Milwaukee on the on the phone,
10: okay, Larry, welcome to our program.
1: Hello, boys. Uh, you guys were talking about what's the fastest you ever drove, and um, I probably should have used a fake name, but uh, this was right after I bought my uh, current car, which is a Chrysler 300 with the Hemi in it. And I just had to see what the
2: car would do. So one time on the Rock Freeway when there was no traffic on there, I got it up to about 115. So that seemed to be the top end on it. Yeah,
8: yeah, a little fast, but um, just one of those nights. So that's probably the fastest I've gone. Well,
10: Okay, well, thanks for the call, Mike. Wink, wink, Larry. (laughs) Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Larry, okay four one four seven nine nine one ninety seven three you know he, he outed himself he said i probably should have used a fake name he should, he should have said i'm using a fake name right what would exactly. we have known we wouldn't have um, gotten a it was ton that of it. tweets at drew and kb at drew and kb a ton of tweets uh, brewer dave said i took a tra- test drive in a mustang into the country got it well over 100 miles an hour and put 30 miles on it the salesman never took her ids and probably got into some trouble
4: oh uh, yeah i would think so that's just too much that's amazing
10: uh, James friend of show. James says, uh, on the streets, I actually got up to 115 miles an hour in a Honda prelude on a track. He once drove 140 miles an hour at the Milwaukee mile. I wonder if he was with, uh, I wonder if he was with Dan needles because Dan needles told me a years ago, he and a buddy
6: uh,
10: after a night of <laughs> carousing in West Dallas found themselves on the track at uh, the Milwaukee mile. So, uh, that, I'm I'm wondering. Phil and Jackson said he went 165 miles an hour in a 1994 Saab 93 Aero. Phil, you've got a heavy foot. Phil might be the guy who who is got the fast. He's posted the fastest time today. Yeah, he's getting leader of uh, the clubhouse uh, in, in response to this. I, I don't. I'm, I'm checking the talking text line, um, 414-799-1973. I think that might be the highest score we've had. And I love the picture that Ryan sent us of his car doing 101. And he said, uh, he admits taking the pick violated the line, uh, violated the make good choices edict from KB. Sorry, KB, but I want to say this isn't my high score ever. Now, Steve is harmonizing this question. And you say, how can you harmonize when we ask, have you ever topped triple digits in a car? And, you know, what's the make and model? And Steve is saying, motorcycles.
4: Oh, motorcycles sure. is
10: a whole new category. Exactly. Like, those guys, uh, have you ever topped triple dig- digits? Steve said, Yes. Motorcycles, Suzuki G GXSR 750 Suzuki SV650, BMW Rockster, Harley V-Rod, and then in cars, 93 Mustang, 02 Pontiac Bonneville, 99 Acura Integra, 05 Saab, 93 Turbo, and a 14 Toyota Camry. Let's just say that Steve, no matter what he's driving, he's going fast. He's that's in a hurry. That's right.
4: He's, just, he's in a hurry at all times. That's for sure. No doubt about it.
10: Nicely done, Steve. Now, yeah, there's a lot of um, desert roads, and we were talking about this the other day, that in the Phoenix area, owning a motorcycle would be nice, in theory, as long as you can get away from the heavy traffic. And in the sun, it's hard for people to see motorcycles making turns and stuff. If you're up in the mountains, it's one thing, but uh, driving around Phoenix, I don't know that I'd want to do that. That's a question we should probably ask um, Robin Yount, who's a motorcycle enthusiast, or at least has been. And as Bob Brainerd, uh, points out, um, mark down Robin Yount's birthday. What? Robin Yount's birthday. Is it Robin Yount's birthday? Because oh no no uh, no, I get it. It's Twitter shade between Bob Brainerd and Rob Vogel. Oh, I, I see. see what we have. now. At
4: first, I said, "How did I miss that?" You know what I mean? I thought I thought we missed it somehow. I yes. can't believe that.
10: Well, Rob Vogel tweeted. Uh, he retweeted the Twins almanac, pointing out that Kirby Puckett, the Twins legend, would have turned fifty nine today. Okay. And he said, "I expect." I expect Mike Heller, Drew, and KB to have me on as part of their all-day coverage of this sad day in sports history. And uh, Bob Brainerd said, open spots on my show, mark down Robin Yount's birthday, so you know when I'll join yours. I knew Robin Young's you know, birthday wasn't today. I, was I,
6: mean, I say, just had a feeling. I right,
4: it. right. I, I, don't, I didn't remember it being this time of year. Even then, I think yeah, I, we would have seen it. That should it, so. be a holiday. Yes. Really All right, be. so.
10: In a a few moments, KB and I are going to go speak to uh, Brewer's manager, Craig Council. He was going to join us live during the show, but our technical difficulties have uh, forced us to call an audible. So KB and and I are going to go to Craig's office rather than have him come up to the press box. That's going to take place in a few minutes. When we come back, um, maybe we'll find out what people would ask Craig Council at this point in camp. Because I know KB and I have our ideas. Um, I'll get some input from Armin on that, and uh, we're will. we going to hand the the keys to Mike Heller uh, very soon. He's going to take over the ending portion of our program as we go conduct that interview, which you're going to hear throughout the day here on 97.3 The Game. We're here. Mike Heller's here. You hear him from 3 to 6. Don't forget, we have uh, the TNT program follows us on the mighty 97.3 The Game. That would be Ted Needles and Thunder, or in this case, I believe it's Tim Scott, Chuck Garbedian and Thunder, and then you got the uh, double team, which, Armin, has that been you and Bob
4: this week? Because I understand Dario
10: is on some kind of safari trip or something.
4: Yes, Dario is in parts parts unknown in the Middle East. So, yeah, it's been Bob and I all week from noon to 3 this week, giving Mike an hour off. So, uh, yeah, Bob and I from noon to 3.
10: All right. Um, We will spin through more of these responses, and, uh, again, Mike Heller is going to bring it home for us when we go and talk to the skipper. We're live from Spring Training 2019, American Family Fields of Phoenix. Drew and KB, the new 97.3 The Game. 97.3 The Game. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, American Family Field of Phoenix, Brewer Spring Training 2019, Drew and KB. I'm Drew. KB is here. Off mic. He's like a caged beast. He's like a caged beast that we can't identify And what is these animals, which, by the way, we will not be playing today because of our technical difficulties. What is these animals on our program? It's a staple, and it's presented by Sit Means Sit Dog Training in Waukesha, Uh, sit means sit is the website you deserve a a dog that's happy calm and obedient so check out their website sit means sit and when we get our problems ironed out we will have uh, a fresh edition of what is these animals tomorrow the last one from arizona now kb and i are getting ready we're going to make our way down and talk to brewers manager craig council we had hoped to have him on the air, live, but we have technical difficulties. And as it turns out, we would have had technical difficulties anyway because we were doing our show this week from the visiting radio booth here at American Family Fields of Phoenix. And moments ago, um, the Angels Radio Network showed up saying that they needed the booth at 7 o'clock. So we were getting evicted no matter what. So we would have had technical difficulties no matter what today. But as it turns out, uh, our technical difficulties are are beyond. That has nothing to do with KB being off mic today. Um, So you're going to hear KB momentarily because we're going to go down and talk to Craig Council, and then we will fire that interview back as soon as possible, and you'll probably hear it on on the crossover. Tim Scott will play it along with Thunder and Chuck Garbedian. And then maybe Bob Brainerd and Armin can play it on the double team. Maybe even Mike Heller, who's going to finish up our show today, can play it on the Mike Heller Show, which will air from 3 to 6 live from American Family Fields of Phoenix. So before we get up, before I say goodbye uh, for the day and hand it off to Mr. Heller, we did have occasion yesterday when we were at Goodyear Ballpark watching the Brewers lose to the Indians to catch up with Josh Hader. And uh, the Brewers left-hander, who has been spectacular for much of the spring, you look at the box scores in spring training, they're deceiving. He should have been out of an inning, but for a wind-blown pop-up uh, that extended his inning and then led to some run scoring. But he, had, uh, he has had a pretty strong string picking up where he left off last year. Let's take a listen to our conversation with Josh Hader. We will catch up with you tomorrow. As KB likes to say, make good choices. And the best choice we're making today is handing the rest of our show off to Mike Heller as we go down and talk to the skipper. We will see you again tomorrow. Here's Josh Hader yesterday post-outing.
6: What's
11: up? I'm all
12: good for you guys. Okay, thank you, sir. Yeah, anytime. So, generally, it's good to get pop-ups.
6: Yeah. (laughs) Today,
12: kind of an
1: adventure,
6: huh? Yeah,
12: and it's one of those things where the wind kind of uh, was out there. But, um, you know, ultimately, I felt good. I felt like I was uh, in my delivery pretty good. And, um, really, one of my main focuses was just working on that secondary, um, you know, all over the counts. So, um, you know, so we did that. Day. Oh, slider day, Slider day. Yeah. Slider, a couple change-ups, you know. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, and that that was the goal in there. So, you know, we got that done, and outcome is, is what
1: it is for sure. Yeah. Well, you have these short bursts working on stuff. you got to make yourself do it, don't you? You've got to have X number of pitches.
12: Yeah, exactly. You know, um, you know, with me being a fastball guy, sometimes you get carried away with, you know, going to that often. So yeah. just really forcing yourself to get, you know, get, get after it and just – that was there so hard
1: to reset after getting you know, not pitching last night you yeah. had to wake back you know, most of those guys got to sleep in you had to come back out
12: no it wasn't too bad I mean we, uh, we got to feel a little bit later than normal so we got to sleep so it wasn't too bad at all
10: had you warmed up at all yesterday were you going through your stuff did you even pick up a ball in the pen
12: no so luckily we we just did our normal stretch you know throw and all that and then um, you yeah. I was actually about to go in after Corey, but you know, obviously didn't make it that far. And we uh, got banged after Corey, so luckily we didn't waste any two pitches or anything like that.
5: Josh, do you think you're going to change up much this year? Oh,
12: we'll
6: see. You know, that's that's the goal is to use all three of my pitches and.
2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, being able to just, you
12: know, work, work hitters and, you know, give them different looks.
1: Yeah. Hey, it's looking uh, like JJ's gonna open on the DL. Craig said today they probably won't have enough time yeah, because they, they don't they want to be careful with you guys. Oh, uh, do you have guys have coverage for a guy like him? And he was so vital last year.
12: Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to you know have him go out like he is, but um, you know he's going to get stronger. He's going to come back, and he's going to be a big part of this team. And that's what um, you know he's been for us all year. So you know, the biggest thing is you know get him healthy and get him back onto you know the JJ we know. And um, you know we're not too worried.
5: Yeah, you're missing one of the two, ele- three electric dudes. <laughs>
12: <laughs> yeah, well, he'll be back. We'll have the three guys for sure. But um, you know, we have a great pen. Yeah. We have guys that uh, you know can you know can be there in that situation. So um, we're definitely missing him. But um, you know, we need to get him healthy so he can be back with us.
3: That's the main thing, right? Get him back.
12: Oh, yeah, for sure. That's the biggest thing is being healthy.
10: If you had been in a tree stand in that wind, would you have been nervous?
12: I wouldn't have been in it for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, deer would have smelled your 20 miles uh, a 30 mile an hour. No, I wouldn't have been in a tree stand. That was, that's for sure. That's not safe. Uh, that was but, crazy. Yeah, it's, it, it reminded me of a uh, California league uh, in, in Lancaster in hot Desert but it's always windy yeah. there Chase yeah, I said love it was it.
10: like Reno is that, that's what he had in Reno yeah, too yeah. That so, thing. I mean it is what it
12: is you can't control the can't control it's the weather um, you know you just got to pitch through it and like luckily it's spring training so you know you're working on things and um, ultimately the outcome you know you want good outcomes but you know, if you're getting your work in that's that's the reason why we're here to get ready for the season
9: so that's Josh Hader. It was uh, post game yesterday as the Brewers dropped one in, in Goodyear against the Cleveland Indians. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm not Drew Olson, and I'm not KB. I'm certainly not Armin, and <laughs> you know I can only aspire to be a little bit more like Josh at some point in, in my career. So, uh, so I'm filling companies. in because uh, uh, I'm gonna. Well, I just wanted to reverse what KB would say if he were on microphone right now. Uh, KB is uh, with Drew Olson. They have made their way down to um, the Craig Council office area. He was going to join them on the show up here in the broadcast booth in the press box. But as uh, Drew has laid out pretty well for you this morning, we've had technical issues. So uh, and they won't be resolved this morning. So we'll have to work uh, some of our magic to figure out what's going to happen this afternoon and tomorrow. But we'll worry about that later. So I'm here to take you to the finish. Can can I jump in on something you guys were talking about on Absolutely. speeding? Um, Absolutely, Mike. Don't if tell that's me. all right. I
4: mean, because You're the need for speed. Don't tell me, right? I'm I'm assuming you did, Mike.
9: No, no, no. I've I've got a story with this, but you, Armin, are very much like John Audius. I give John a hard time. Sure. Because he is, he is. It's hard to drive with in my my feel because he's so conservative. You know, he just oh, okay. he, he'll set the, he'll set his cruise at three or four miles an hour over the speed limit, and then it just stays right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the me. eight to nine. Yeah, I'm the eight to nine over the speed limit. Set the cruise there and, and go. But I have only one true speeding story. When I was in high school, um, and in in a, a my friend's station wagon. We were on Lake Winnebago and I'm talking, we were on, on lake, lake Winnebago. So, it was, yeah, it was January.
4: So it was frozen, right?
9: And, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> not a whole lot of snow. And um, for anybody v- a little bit familiar with uh, Lake Winnebago, it's very North Shore uh, butts up to um, Appleton, Nina Manasha, right in that range. And there are a bunch of fire lanes out there. And you could, I mean, people do it all winter long. They drive out onto the lake. They do it for ice fishing and sturgeon spearing and, and um, you know, ice sailing and all those things. So, I don't know, one of the, you know, your high school kids, uh, we were not always that smart. And, st- and things haven't changed really to a great extent. <laughs> um, took that station wagon with about six of us in it out onto the ice. And it was one of those rare winters in which the ice was perfectly smooth and safe and thick and no snow. So you, you couldn't drive very fast initially, but once you got accelerated and then you, I mean, you can, it's like driving on a road oh, wow. smoother. I can imagine. And that must've been crazy. So I, I did get it up to, in that station wagon with six of us in it, uh, about 200 yards offshore, just going like East to West. Um, we got it up to 100 miles an hour, and then I just hit the emergency brake. Wow. And we slid and just – we slid and donuted, and, you know, just uh, – I don't know for how long. It seemed like a minute, but it was probably 30 seconds or 20 seconds. Well, I would imagine – Yeah, take, that's that's take... my only
4: uh, – I would imagine I was going to say, Michael, it would take it a long time for the momentum of the car to stop if you're on the ice going that fast and hitting the brake, right?
9: Yeah, yeah, and it was um, – no chance for a speeding ticket. <laughs> you know, sure. there's uh there there were no speed traps on the lake as far as I know. Um you know so that's that's the only time I think maybe you know maybe one of the time but I think that's the only time I've ever touched 100.
4: Yeah, my dad reminded me I, I mentioned earlier that I had never driven 100. I don't think I've even maybe 90 was the closest I've ever gotten. But my dad reminded me that when we were when I was a kid he drove 100 with me in the car, so I guess that counts. <laughs> Lemire, that does count.
9: Well, it well was, that was that was nice of him to give you that experience early so. in life and he's, make you afraid to ever do it again. We
4: took a road trip, and I guess we took a road <laughs> trip all the way out to California. Our family, I guess, when we were in Utah, he said he hit hundred. So that's pretty good, I guess. Well,
9: there 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 are places um, in in Utah and Wyoming. I think the speed limit goes up to eighty, and yeah, so going hundred is not a big deal. Right,
4: I guess so. Right, exactly. As long as you're on that straightway
9: path. <laughs> well, maybe for you it would be, but for, for a lot of people it wouldn't be. Uh, we, we continue in a couple of minutes, come back with our final segment as uh, we are wrapping up Drew and KB in the morning on 97.3 The Game. Hey, you okay? You okay? All right, back on Drew and KB in the morning on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee. I'm not Drew, I'm not KB. I was, you know, there would be times. I don't know that I've ever wanted to be KB. There, are, there are times where I've wanted to be Drew. I mean, Drew, Drew had some pretty cool stuff going on, you know, over the course of his professional life. But I've no interest in being KB. I mean, you can play that back for him if you want to at some point. <laughs> uh, I, I think both, I think both Armin and and Josh understand um, where that where I'm coming from on that. Although we, I we wish I was him on. I wish I was him on Sunday he beat me in a in a golf match play event on Sunday. Yeah, Mike and he hasn't um, stopped
4: talking about it either, which is interesting. I, I know. know if you, uh, I
9: know. I know. You'll
4: get him. You back. know, it's the Wisconsin Indoor
9: Golf Doors. Yeah, it's the Wisconsin Indoor Golf Doors uh Golf Centers that he was at all winter long hitting, you know, I didn't so, um, that's on me. That's the that's thing. That's on me. But, well, he, he, yeah. His game is ahead of mine.
4: Yeah, you you, you know, he had that advantage, the inside uh, edge there, of using their great facilities all winter. And, uh, yeah. you know, that does help him. But my thought is now that the weather turns, you know, you, it'll start to even out because you'll get more – Swings at the course, you know, so it'll, it'll start to even out a little bit. Oh, more. I'm not
9: worried. Yeah, I'm not worried about getting him. I will get him. My issue is I do have to take the abuse that he wants to dish out between now and then. Uh, I, I will get even. I still have my – still i I'm going to bet on me. I'm betting on me uh, the next time we play. But, you know, he had the better of it Sunday. I, I can say this about that since he's not within earshot. There were a couple of times he was incredibly fortunate. You know, sometimes the golf gods will smile upon you, and they did on on KB on Sunday. Um, it, it's not the only reason he won the match, but there was a fair amount of that involved. Uh, yes, so um, you're and- saying
4: his adjusted luck factor was very high, so to speak, right? Is that the Oh,
9: it was it was significant? It was it was absolutely significant.
8: Yeah. Was he playing um, winner so- rules there, Mike?
9: Um, no, no, I don't think he knows that I'm, I'm watching, right? So he, he knows that I was paying attention and I knew that he was paying attention. So we, I don't think he would do that. And, and he didn't, um, but you know, the golf gods smiled upon him on more than a couple occasions on, on Sunday. So that's okay. You know what? Uh, he hasn't beaten me in Wisconsin, you know, so when we're home, Yeah. He lived out here. That's the other thing: is he knows the conditions. He knows how the grain of the greens work, so he putted well, because you you have to adjust. And he he hit all winter long indoor, and that's all right. It's all it's all good. I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. I'm not bothered it by this. It doesn't I just sound can't like, wait him. To like it. It doesn't. Sound, yeah. <laughs> you make you, you make a great point,
4: though, Mike. You make a huge point that until he beats you within the borders of America's Dairyland, within the confines of this state. Uh, I don't think it counts. yeah. I mean, let's begin in the central time zone
9: at least at least uh, sure. once we get there yeah and and in uh, in Wisconsin is even better, but you know what I'm not gonna do is that the next time we play it's not gonna be on his home course. I know that. Um, well, so absolutely. listen i'm I'm not if I sound bitter, uh I'll work on it. Uh, I' try to hide that, but but I am. um so we'll so we'll get it there. All right. So I know that there's been a lot of talk about um speeding today. So you got some some more uh insight on the text lines coming into the show?
4: Yeah, we can yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff coming in on our text line. Remember you can always uh you can always text us or call us at our talking text line 799 nine one ninety seven three. You can always get us uh, on Twitter as well at the game MKE at Drew and K B. We're all on Twitter. Uh Josh's got a couple here for us. So
8: you didn't. I don't know if you heard this from earlier when we were talking about this, Mike, but uh, Armin and my favorites that have chimed in aren't the ones that are in you know their souped up cars or ones that are expected to go that way, but ones that are in like your classic you know cars that aren't meant for speed. I'm waiting for someone to chime in and say how fast they went in their Prius. Uh, my I have gone over 100 miles per hour in my inline four. Uh, cylinder honda civic which is pretty impressive When i was in college but a lot of those civics are souped up but you didn't have one no, of those right? no 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 okay. this was the this was the uh the inexpensive model every almost everything in the car was plastic and i was on my way from milwaukee to wichita for college and when you're going through iowa there's nothing there's sure. no, there, no one's there no and but for me to get to 100 in it i had to be going downhill and and the pedal was all the way down I want to, you know, so we're looking for more of those stories, and we've we've had a few. There was uh, there was one gentleman who, what do you say, Ar- Armin? He hit forty-seven. John, yeah, John, buddy, John Pearson, uh, who's worked with us before. He hit forty-seven in his geo tracker,
4: right? So that's a pretty impressive feat, right? And you have to. It's like Mike. I was talking with these guys. It's like when a coach wins a championship with a bunch of great players, he doesn't fully get credit, right? You know, when you always hear Phil Jackson while he had Shaq and. Jordan and LeBron and Pippen, not uh, LeBron, more am i thinking, Kobe and Pippen and Jordan, but it's like <laughs> when a coach wins without yeah. a great player, you always get some more, well, look what he did. He made something out of nothing. Or, you know, Bo, Bo Ryan always was, you know, he, he always got a lot of accolades for, for you know, people said he didn't have this great talent, but he was able to coach it up. So if you can do that with your car, I mean, yeah, you can go 100 in a Ferrari on the Autobahn. Right. Yeah, big deal, yeah. right? But when you take an 86 Buick Skylark, for like a 95 mile an hour ride. That's pretty impressive. I thought that's we, had impressive. A, we had a couple yeah. like that. I know we had one. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for it now. A guy
8: had the Volkswagen Golf over yep. 100. You know, that's pretty impressive stuff. Some, someone uh, here, Dave in Hartland, or in Hartford rather, uh, backed off at 100 in his 05 Ford Taurus. He backed off. <laughs> he was concerned it might fall apart. Which is
4: is a a, a deep concern. That was
8: when it starts
9: shaking and rattling. Right, exactly. It starts shaking and rattling. You feel that you get a bit nervous. And whenever I hear these, I'm thinking, you know, like with some of these older cars and cars that aren't supposed to get there. Doesn't it just like engender the the Fred Flintstone concept with the the feet on the ground and 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 running? I I know that uh, most there are some of these cars that have been described as going 100. That you've got to be down a pretty good steep hill. Uh, or coming down, you know, the the mountains uh, in Colorado, and you know, on the descent, yeah, you could get there. Um, absolutely. Then you just hope the brakes work.
4: Right. Yeah. A- a- absolutely. So from the two six two unnamed uh, guys, grad transfer here, uh, I was going hundred and forty five in a sixty nine El Camino up north. That's pretty impressive. I've never driven an El Camino. I know what they look like. I know their their legacy. I know they're legend, but I don't know how fast they go. Motor like. 145. I mean, he said there were no seatbelts, and my friend was white knuckling the entire time. Wow. I mean, that's uh, that's a wild ride right there.
9: Yeah, I I would think that would be. And if you're doing that up north, uh, then you're. I mean, the thing that so many of us worry about when you're driving on a country road, even if it is straight and and no other traffic, is deer. <laughs> you know, right. Of course. 145 mile an hour, and it you know, whatever that is, it, that that might be over too. So, yeah. And all of this stemmed from who,
4: who, who posted their. This was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson from the, uh, from the Ravens posted a, I guess it was like a picture or video of his bracelet that he wanted to show everybody, but people noticed in the background. Oh, and he sees the speedometer. Yeah. So that's probably the the other thing. If you're going to go that fast, at least focus on the road. Don't take videos. Right. Jerry and a plow truck. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Well, but, but you know, the
9: thing is, is that so many of the athletes are stars when they get that first big opportunity and they catch that first check, they're going to go buy that car that they've always wanted and whatever that is. But you don't get a Porsche 911 and drive the speed limit. There's going to be a time where you're going to say, the, the reason I got this is I want to see what it can do.
4: That's a good point. You know, yeah. so
9: I mean, you're, you're, you know, you and I go buy a car. We didn't buy it so we can go hundred but an athlete that gets whether they're gonna get a Lamborghini or a jag or a Porsche they're going to at some point say I'm gonna see what it can do
8: and I think that's fine I think that's fine for them to do that it's the promoting it on social media for the whole world to know about
4: <laughs> that part yeah, well maybe, that was unintentional right yeah, yeah. You guys speak for yourselves. When I, when I got my first car, my Chrysler Sebring convertible white with two hubcaps uh, missing, uh, I wanted to go test that baby out. I mean, I was a joyrider in that thing. In the Grand convertible, no doubt about it. Um, well, Jerry, and a, a couple plow of truck weeks ago, we were talking about our chimed in. Sorry, Jerry, the plow and truck you. chimed yeah. in, but he didn't What's tell there? us how fast the plow truck goes. He told us about his choice for pie, which was our other other uh, poll today, which was which is fine. It's National Pie Day, but if you're calling from a plow truck, I want to know how fast the plow truck goes. So maybe he can chime back in. Mike, go ahead. Well, I,
9: we were talking a couple of days when we were at the uh, the Greater Madison or Greater Milwaukee International car and truck show right when we were doing the show there two fridays ago um we we were talking about our first cars and mine was a, a 1975 ford maverick now i don't know how fast i got the maverick going ones. if i got it to if i got it to 65 it probably would have been fine yeah that's you know? not too bad but i don't know if i got there yeah couple, i mean i'm not sure that it got there
4: i know i have a buddy that snowmobiles i know those go super fast and i have a couple people chiming in with snowmobile speeds Oh, well, I don't know how we rank them on the uh, – we're talking about cars, but snowmobiles, I know they can go fast.
8: Yeah, those are a little bit more difficult to uh, to, to get records. Nick from Sussex chimed in. He said, many times in college I buried the needle on my 95 Ford Taurus. Granted, the speedometer only went to 85 miles per hour. Uh, also, we had unnamed, unnamed said, I used to jump railroad tracks pushing 100 in my 86 Mercury Cougar in high school what is this the 1930s
6: you're jumping railroad cars
8: what's going on
4: here you know it's pretty wild stuff uh well i
9: remember i there was a there was a place just outside of appleton uh between appleton and kimberly and kakana that the railroad tracks were up you know like it was a, a pretty good bump and you could get air if you went fast enough over the tracks i think that's what he's talking about is that it was elevated a little bit so that little um, bump that you went over that that was before the railroad tracks, you would come off of that with air. So yeah, but I I mean, where we were doing it, I think you only had to be going like 50 to get air. But I can see where people would do that. That usually ends up in, um, you know, a a bad news situation when it's done, because cars aren't, you know, the cars that we were driving certainly weren't built to to get air and then come down, you know. So yeah, uh, Ryan
4: Ryan Oak Creek uh, had a '99 Camaro Z28. He said after we pick up five hundred dollars, after we picked up five hundred dollars worth of fireworks, my buddy asked me what this thing can do. So I hit twenty hundred twenty on I-94. i ninety four. I don't know what the fireworks have to do with it, but I guess it makes it a little more exciting, right? When you just say, "Hey, I got some fireworks in the back as well." Brandon in Hartford said he also hit a hundred on his '99 GMC Sierra. uh It was governed. I don't know what that means, but I would have gone more. And Matt in Germantown said I had my parents' 82 custom cruiser up to 90. It was very intense. Yeah, I can imagine.
9: Just yeah, a- so the,
6: the
9: the governor is they have it. It's, I'm more familiar with it on a golf cart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it limits you know, how fast you can go on a golf cart. But you know, in maintenance or with staff golf carts, we used to take the governor off, and you can just go faster. So if you're trying to to get to a certain area on the golf course in a hurry, you would take the governor off. Um, or use the cart that had the governor off and you could get there faster because otherwise golf carts are restricted sure. as to how fast they can go. Especially for downhills. You know, it will automatically slow it down.
4: Pretty amazing stuff, no doubt. Only a couple minutes left, Mike, but uh we've definitely hit us hit a nerve with people today on this on this auto thing. And just to think it all started with us talking about pie. And uh, yeah. I just I just saw on Twitter that yeah. Brewers are gonna brewers are having a math day this year. Um they said pie Day is a great way what a great day to talk about it. The Brewers are having a uh, math Day, where you can come, t- bring your class to teach them about the statistics and the mathematical intricacies of uh, of baseball. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's going to be happening uh, on the eighth of May. May eighth. Maybe we'll pretty bring awesome. KB. Maybe we should just teach him some stuff. And one more thing about pi-, yeah. pi Day. I saw the Detroit Pistons tweet out their special Pi Day jerseys, and it's basically a Pistons jersey with a pie symbol for the P in the I. So I don't know. That's pretty cool. I just, I just thought that was interesting yeah. that, that they're doing that. It's pretty good. And by the way,
9: Drew and KB right now that you would normally hear in this time slot, they are down talking with the Milwaukee Brewers manager, Craig Council. So you'll hear that interview when they're done. They'll get it sent back, and you'll probably hear it on, uh, on the crossover, maybe even later on the double team. And I'm bringing it back on the Mike Heller Show this afternoon, which will start at 3 o'clock later today. Right here from American Family Fields in Phoenix, where I can tell you this: the sun is now up and it is shining and it is bright and beautiful, but not warm. Current temperature in Phoenix is 47 degrees. Wow, we're beating you, Mike. So we're at 50 right now. we're beating you. Yeah, it is amazing. warmer where you are than it is here. That is crazy, um, and it's only getting up to a high of 62 today. I think we'll be about even.
4: Uh, I guess. We're so the lucky
9: ones. Uh, stick around. The, the crossover is coming up next, followed by the double team, and then later on the Mike Keller Show. And we appreciate you listening to Drew and KB in the morning. And KB says, make good choices.
0: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.